Welcome everyone to the Minimap Cast. This is minimap.com.au's weekly games podcast, your favorite weekly games podcast. Uh, my name is Kerry Palmer, and joining me to help break the ice this week is Jeremy Bratitich. Kerry, did you know that they're making new Star Wars? <laughs> oh no, this is your icebreaker. This is what you told me you had prepped well, to talk like, about because, at the start of the show. Because... This is a really good icebreaker that I'm not prepared for. How? Okay, let's just do you want to do you want to do you want to do the Star Wars stuff now or do you want to do the preamble and then we can quickly have like a like a Star Wars 10? No, no, no. Let's let's do the Star Wars uh, stuff uh, now, uh, I think. Uh, I I sorry, I came into that with a little hesitancy just because that's my mood with future Star Wars projects. <laughs> it's not it's not anything to do with you. I I apologize. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um so they're making more Star Wars. Uh-huh. Surprise. Shocker. In a way, no, but also in a way, yes, only because I remember sitting thinking about Star Wars and the shows that are coming out because we, we, we have a very good idea of all the shows that have been coming out for a little while now. And I remember Yeah, thinking, like when they announced Andor like four years ago. Yeah, but like we know we're not going to get another Book of Boba Fett season. We might get another Obi-Wan season, but like we know we're going to get more Mando. We know we're going to get the second half of Andor, but like... You know, there was, there was always, the, and like the, the shows that, that were got shown off, like Acolyte and stuff. Like we knew they were coming, but we, we had a slate and an idea. And I remember thinking like, I don't know how movies fit into this. Yeah. Now that there's no longer the like trilogies to work around. Yeah. Or, or even the framework of like a uh, mainline Star Wars film spinoff, mainline Star yep. Wars film spinoff, that yearly thing that they had going for five years. Yeah. Um, that ended with Rise of Skywalker. That ended with Rise of Skywalker. Um, yeah, so there was a level of like, when do they, you know, do they do episode 10 or do they um, just do a bunch of side stuff? Because, you know, like, and there was all those other stuff, right? You know, there was Ryan Johnson's trilogy that got announced and he apparently is still working on it according to everybody, but anybody that's actually working on it. Um, Tiger Waititi's uh, Star Wars movie is apparently still happening according to Kathleen Kennedy the other day. Um, yep. there's like, there's a lot of Star Wars projects happening, but there's not a lot of actual movement on all these movies. Now that we've had three announced, there is the, the D James Mangold written and directed one set as, as the very first Jedi mm -hmm. set in an era that we know nothing about prior to, uh, the High Republic, which is the oldest era that we know of currently. Um, we have a... Um, a movie that is meant to uh, finish up all of the all of the TV shows that Dave Filoni is running, and he is also directing. Oh my this movie. god! Are they gonna Avengers those shows together? I, I think. Look and look. I'm no. okay. Okay. He, here's my take on this. I'm glad that is not another television show. <laughs> right. All right. Fair but it, it's it's going to be the end to the Mandoverse, basically. Is, is, is a movie directed by Dave Filoni? If it gets a theatrical release, like if it's been oh, it all will. of this like Disney Plus build up and then it's a theatrical release that no one understands unless you've watched 20 other hours of star wars tv shows this is maybe my biggest issue with dave filoni as a as a as a creative is that i, I, I was talking to my housemate about this last night because i was like how do we feel about new star wars and he was like i can't fucking believe it right mm -hmm. and i was and I was talking about Dave Filoni and he, and he says that he kind of, he gives him the same vibes as George Lucas, that he's knowledgeable about the law, but maybe not the best storyteller. Um, right. To which I said, yes, but I, I, I say here, um, just beyond the obscenities, 
Um, I was gonna say you. I I can I can already tell the tone of this discussion, and that you were just shitting on him. I wasn't shitting on him. <laughs> what I said is, I don't think he quite learned the right lessons from Lucas. Right lessons in brackets being contempt for my audience, <laughs> which is very funny. Um, uh, I said. I wish Dave Filoni would stop writing seasons of television shows to fill out a Wikipedia page and write a season of television show to tell a story. Yeah, that's a good point. I had the I had the thought this week. I I've only watched one episode of season three of Mandalorian, and the way I've seen headlines and you talk about it on Twitter and just people talk about it how it's a it's a whole Bo-Katan thing and they're kind of shifting the focus a bit of who's what and. And then also with all of these announcements, again, not really looking too much at many of them, but seeing headlines of, oh, the Ahsoka show is going to be a reunion for the Rebels cast, something, something like that. And yeah. I'm looking at that and I'm like, why did all of these shows need to honor Rebels and Clone Wars, the deanimated series? Why do all of them need to pull from that well? Like, I, I thought it was kind of cool when Ahsoka turned up in... Uh, season two of Mandalorian. That was sure. a cool episode. Yeah. She was there and then she was gone. Whatever. And and like the way Boba Fett came back was a bit funny or whatever. The 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 blue bounty hunter guy for Boba Fett, he was interesting. But like, we like keep... yeah, like visually, but like in terms well, of yeah. <laughs> but like, why do we keep going back? Well, like it, why, it, why... It's, it's even more than the, the Grand Inquisitor and Obi Wan Kenobi is a Rebels villain, Rebel season one villain, right? Like there's, yep. there, there's tons and like of Ahsoka's stuff. going after Thrawn and exactly the entire Ahsoka show is going to be the the finale that Rebels never actually got because it got cancelled before it finished. Um, like I think I think there is an interesting story to tell with with the Rebels characters. I think that it is weird that it has become this weird like legitimization of of those yeah. old shows. Like as if you've given me a mouthpiece and I will tell you the good word of Rebels, this show I made. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or or it's like a like you know we want to honor the fans who are fans of this show by allowing them to feel like they didn't waste their lives watching eight seasons of a cartoon as yeah. as adults. Um. Which is like ridiculous because it's like just let your show stand on its own, kind of like how they did. I mean, they they kind of did that with the final episode, the final season of Clone Wars, right? Where they yeah, but did was, give it a send off. But that was good because that was a final season of that show, right? That wasn't yeah. like that wasn't the li- it was purpose built. It wasn't the live action new Star Wars that everyone's gonna buy tickets to and then go and watch, which is like a bunch of people going, I don't like who is this? Who is this? Like, what? Why do I care about any of this? Yeah. Um, and the thing that breaks my brain is that they, they continue to add stakes to characters' futures that we understand either exist or at least we understand who they are from their previous shows, right? Like the um, when when the fucking Grand, Grand Inquisitor at the beginning of the Obi-Wan show gets stabbed in the chest by Reva... Yeah. Like, he's in Rebels, which follows Obi-Wan Kenobi, so we know he wasn't going to die. And so anybody that cared about the Grand Inquisitor isn't like, oh my god, he's going to die. Because anyone who cared about the Grand Inquisitor saw him in Rebels. And anyone who didn't see him in Rebels is like, okay, this guy I just met got stabbed in the chest, why do I care? Like, it is just a complete failure of storytelling. Um, And so I think, yeah, like, look, Dave getting one movie to wrap up all of his all of his children's stories like 
Look, me, I don't, like, I'm not going to be really here for that, but I think that I'm glad that it's not another fucking television show. Um, But they're entering the same issue that Marvel is going to start entering very soon is, like, at what like at what level do they introduce these characters from these shows into their movies in what like in what capacity do they roll mm-hmm. um ahsoka is the hardest probably to do considering that like a lot of her character development happens very slowly over six seasons of an animated show from the mid 2010s um oh, earlier much earlier oh it's like 2007 until like 2015 or something um yeah, that, that's that's mid 2000s sure um but like then the trailer says um like like outcast rebel jedi as like the three things that she is and like i'm like my nerd part of my brain is screaming at how much she is not a jedi i was going to say like doesn't she i've hardly i haven't watched the show but in the book of boba fett where there are Mandalorian episodes and she's in them. Mm -hmm. Doesn't she say as much? (laughs) Yeah. Her thing is that she leaves the Jedi Order. That's like her thing. In the middle of the Clone Wars, she leaves. She's like, like, this this isn't working. Disney are such bad custodians of this IP. Terrible. And, but like, what, what fucks me up is that Dave made the Clone Wars. That's his show. Yeah, maybe he, he maybe he didn't have maybe for the trailer though they made someone put that in there. They still like or so, it's got to say Jedi in it somewhere. Sure, I guess, but surely he's gone reading. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. Is this you're right? If he's if he's as like nerdy and into it as we are, which it seems like he is. Well, he's the one that anytime anyone gets anything wrong, he always like um actuallys them and 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 cites, yeah. and cites three sources because he's that so in, he's that into that stuff. So either he's faking it <laughs> or he is under pressure to not only honor his agenda, but a few other people's. Or, or, or like some, some lawyer at Disney, some accountant at Disney said to him like, you know, like, like we cannot say this, but the, we, have a, we have a direct equation of how much, money, how much more money something will make if you say the word Jedi. Yeah, um, exactly. So, yeah. Um, and the reason I said Disney is such bad stewards of this franchise is they're so afraid of doing anything different. The only reason Andor works is because they like they, they got, it got Spider Verse right. It was like that they weren't even they they surely must have just not have been looking over there, basically right. And 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 it's it and like I guess it probably landed because it plays into the whole like oh the gap between three and four is really interesting kind of feel yeah, where like, it's like, like oh we want to fill this out tony gilroy who worked on rogue one wants to do eight hours worth of rogue one-esque content let's yeah, just you'll let see it... you'll see the senate and you'll see mon mothma yeah. and and the disney execs go Ooh, mm, yeah 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 i'm sure all the disney yeah, execs she's in the first one i'm sure the disney execs like ooh, mon mothma <laughs> 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 um or they're like, who's that? And someone's like, oh, she's in the first movie. And they're like, oh, people like the first movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's in the first movie and she's in Rogue One. Mm. And she'll be in Ahsoka. Like, we, we've got her, we've got her, what's the, what is it when, like, a composer works for, like, a studio only? It's like, it. what's, 
Uh, there's, like, there's, like, there's like a term a for residency? it. Residency? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got like resident actors being the person who plays <laughs> Mon Mothma. Yeah, we, we need this person to play this Star Wars person. Just turn up occasionally. Yeah, yeah. Like Jimmy Smith. <laughs> yeah, like Jimmy Smith. Or um, uh, Forrest Whitaker. He's another one. Yeah. He's in... Um, he oh there was something else that he was in that I've forgotten. Oh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order? Uh, I don't remember. Um Do you think we see him in Survivor? I could see him being in Survivor. I, I think I'd be surprised. I wouldn't. It was, it was such a big deal that he was in Fallen Order, and they basically showed you all of his scenes in the E3 footage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Because that's all they had him for. Saw Gerrera is a really fucking interesting character and it is such a shame how much they keep like doing a disservice to Saw Gerrera because he's really fucking cool. I think Disney's afraid of him because he's a fucking extremist. I know, yeah. (laughs) But like he's never like... Yeah, I I guess, right? I guess. Um, So they they just hint at what he does and what he's about in in Andor. And so you get the intensity, but n- no action. Yeah, he's a talking yeah. head for two, it's for two scenes. Yeah. And it's awesome. He's great but... at it. He's so good at it. Yeah. Um, oh, man. All right. We, we should, we should wait, wrap like, this up. Uh, we... well, well, to, to wrap it up, finally, the, the third movie um, being set after episode nine, um, Ray is back in movies. Mm-hmm. Um, Ray That's is going great. To... Daisy Ridley's great. Yeah, Daisy Ridley's great. Um, she's going to rebuild the Jedi Order. Apparently, is what the is what the name is what the 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 point of the film is. Mm. Um, does this, this is kind of the like the sequel everyone wanted to Return of the Jedi thirty years ago? I guess. It, does this interest you? And they got uh, only in that it gives Daisy Ridley another chance. You know what I mean? Where <laughs> if John Boyega hadn't been completely burned on the on the process. I can't believe to, we're, to work we're, on Star Wars. We're Hayden Christensen, Hayden Christensen, in Daisy Ridley, like three years after the last one. It's like yeah, it's, man, it's that like, film stunk. It's it's it stunk like bad poo. It's the you know the the one thing everyone was saying about Obi Wan is like I can't wait for Obi- I can't wait for Hugh McGregor to be back and I can't wait for Hayden Christensen to be back. Yeah, like yeah, I didn't exactly. I didn't care it's what it's about. Years. And it's like I want them to get another shot at maybe a script that's better. And you know what? The script in that in that show was not better, and they just had less to do in it. Um, yeah, and the idea that we are already that with Daisy Ridley and she's like maybe pushing 30 is absolutely fucking hilarious to me. Well, yeah, it's cool though, because we're not dealing with like de-aging. We're not dealing with uh, canon, like canon that is already told that we're trying to find the gaps in between. It's new runway. It's fresh. It's empty. It's, it's time to go. What they'll do with it. I don't trust them really to do anything worthwhile, but it is a chance for them to do that. And re- I'm excited for that chance. I just remembered that she's a Palpatine. <laughs> I was well, talking on Twitter today to someone about how I only watched it that one time with you after we recorded the podcast one time. Uh-huh. And I haven't watched it since. And every time you or someone else or something, I just see a detail of that movie. I almost inevitably have to put my head in my hands because <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, they did do that, didn't they? Shit. Look, she'll have a yellow. Oh man, yeah, that moment too. She'll have a yellow lightsaber. It's a cool-looking lightsaber. It looks like a stick from the first movie. She's a Palpatine, and her last name is Skywalker. Um, (laughs) And she can do force electricity. (laughs) I think it's time to watch the Last Jedi again. Okay. Yeah.
I mean, I think that is always the time because I think that's yeah. just like. But a me having movie. having just watched Knives Out and Glass Onion recently, it's time for me to to come in with like a Ryan Johnson appreciation, like not just like oh, I hear this director's good. <laughs> there was one thing I pulled up because you mentioned Ryan Johnson's trilogy. Uh, it says Ryan John. This is an article I saw on IGN. Ryan Johnson's Star Wars trilogy is quote not actively in development. Yeah. Yeah, like, uh, and and that that happened the moment he got that deal with Netflix, where they're like, "We'll give you a hundred million dollars to make as many Knives Out movies as you want." Yeah, and he said, "All right," and then started to stop tweeting and started to just turn his tweets into scripts, make movies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Kathleen Kennedy said, uh, "Ryan and I talk all the time. He's unbelievably busy, so we're not actively involved in anything at the moment because he's doing another one of the Glass Onion movies, and then God knows what else. But he really wants to step back into the space." It's a big commitment of time, so that's really on him. Which I thought was a, a a very political way to say that, like not right. Very now. political, but also like randomly sharp. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like saying the balls in your court while also like swacking it as hard as you can at the other person. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh look, man, it's not up to me. <laughs> yeah, and look, I think that I think that that Disney Lucasfilm they do that quite a bit. Where they they get weirdly resentful for anyone that doesn't play ball, um, yeah. <laughs> or at least follow their own timeline. Yeah, they're like, oh man, this guy who we gave a chance to do and then completely like did not back up his work the next time, and who got so much hate online for this, isn't willing to come back when we asked him to. What's up with that? Yeah, they are. They look. They did a lot of people dirty. He was one of them. <laughs> And, and more than you that, know, you know we, who the, they did dirtiest, we, Jeremy. We, we then made another, Us. <laughs> and then and then yeah, like turns out the the guy he doesn't want to come back, even though we made a sequel to his movie that basically undid everything that he did in that movie. Everything, Every everything, movie. Jeremy. Remember when Kylo puts his helmet back on? Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember when Luke Force fucking Force lifts the X wing out of the ocean after yeah. a specific moment where he says, "I'm not going to do that." Yeah. Do you remember when Ray was a Palpatine? Yeah. When they'd already decided that her parents were nothing? Do you remember when they killed Chewbacca and then five minutes <laughs> later there was another ship identical to the first ship? Do you remember when Rise of the Skywalker was the best C-3PO movie that they ever made in Star Wars? Remember the only good film, part of that film? Oh, you haven't seen Mando season three. The only good, the only good, <laughs> the only good part of that film is Babu Frick, and they have put him in like half of the fucking Mando season three episodes. I, is and he I, in? Is he the? Is he the one in the first episode? I don't know. I don't care. But like, it's it's they have put that little fucker in like three episodes since, and I've hated every second of him. Do they still do that thing where where uh, Carl Weathers is there? Tra- we're, man, we're really going. Yeah. Where Carl Weathers, Weathers translates what he's saying, even though we can understand most of it anyway. I don't know. I think I think Barbara Frick started to speak in like regular English in the latest one, and so like at this point, I don't care. <laughs> Does he speak regular English in Rise of Skywalker? No, 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 no. Sorry, like he, he, he knew saying, regular English no, but during it's, it's, the Mandalorian it, season. It's not Barbara. And somehow forgot thing. it. It's not Barbara Frick, I don't think. It's just another oh. one. Oh, okay. Like, he'll say phrases in episode nine, but they're like, he'll go like, eh, da, 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 robot. Like, he'll, he'll, yeah. Babu Frank. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right, well. <laughs> uh, well, 
I think there's more we could say, but let's <laughs> save it for <laughs> if we run the show short, which never happens. Um, and get on with the topic of the show, which is Resident Evil 4. Yes, it's actually happening this week. We're reviewing the game. Everyone get excited. Um, we're going to do that right after this intro. Um, 20 minutes into the show. Hey, if you're still here, thanks for listening. If you like Star Wars, we talk about it sometimes. But every week, guaranteed, we will talk about video games, which is exactly what we're going to do today. If you didn't know, this is the Minimap Cast, minimap.com.au's weekly games podcast. Uh, the Minimap Cast goes live on all podcast platforms every Wednesday uh, with 24 hours of early access given to all of our wonderful patrons. More on that in a little bit. Uh, if you like what you're hearing, make sure you tell your friends and give the show a positive rating wherever you get this show wherever you listen to us uh, it only takes a couple of seconds and it makes a huge difference uh if you want to get notified every time a new episode is released make sure to follow us on social media our minimap account is at minimap au on twitter instagram tiktok youtube and also twitch where we are currently live and where we are always live every monday night 6 30 p.m australian eastern daylight uh, australian eastern daylight time no standard time one of them Melbourne time yeah. for the live recording of the Minimap cast. Uh, we always hang out with the chat before and during and after, uh, and we'd love to see you there. We wanted to say thank you to Shook for letting us use the Moog Model D improv as the music for the Minimap cast. You can listen to more of Shook's music at shook.bandcamp.com. And finally, Minimap is completely independent and funded almost entirely out of our own pockets. To, ke- to help keep the light... I don't know why... I can't just, just do it a little I bit. can't get this sentence just, out. Just a bit slower. Just a bit slower. I can I can go slower. Okay. But the thing is, I had this on lock. I had to, to help keep the mics and lights on. I wrote that. Like that's like that's the bit that like uh, I can't I can't get it out of my mouth properly this last month. Anyway, to help keep the mics and lights on, uh, you can support us over there on Patreon. Uh, by becoming one of our patrons for only $5 a month, you get 24 hours of early access, like I just said, for the Minimap cast, some extra bonus features we're planning on cooking up and more. Head on over to patreon.com slash minimapau to help us out. And remember, it's cheaper than a latte with oat milk. Yeah, slowing down is a, is a, good, is a good tip. Hey, we're going to review... Resident oh, Evil 4. Resident Evil, which they don't say. In they don't game. say. They only say that in the Revelations <laughs> games. No. Uh, so, um, I was playing this. Jeremy is very fresh on this game. You were playing it this weekend. You played six hours straight until you finished it. Yeah. Which I thought was intense. <laughs> um, great. I'm a little less fresh on this because I was playing it over a longer period of time with a bit of pre-release access. Um, but I finished it this week as well. Uh, let's let's talk about it. I don't really have any structure for this, Jeremy. Um, we, were to- we were toying with the idea of doing like a, a mini disc game club episode about this one. And the more I got through it, I was like, I don't think there's enough meat on the bone here for a, a game club episode. Oh, um, I reckon you know what I mean? Oh, I, I reckon that would have been. Yeah. We, we always find something. <laughs> we do. We do. I guess what I'm, I guess what I mean is I was surprised by how not intricate how simple the story was in this in this game does that make sense yeah it's not a it's not a like it's not a a, extremely complex story like there is the the the, it's it it, look it's every resident evil story is is done in two parts 
It is the story about what happens over the game. It is the main character getting into like the the beginning of the game and them going through all of the beats of the story. Mm-hmm. And there is also the reason why the town is fucked up. Like th- there's always yeah. two there's two main stories to Resident Evil. Um yeah. and so when we're talking about four, it's the exact same thing, which is like a lot of like like, you know, Leon Kennedy enters the town, is looking for the president's daughter, um, and, you know, is trying to find her for a, a good chunk of the game and trying to rescue her for the other chunk of the game. Um, find her and then lose her and find her again. <laughs> yeah. Um, while also, um, you find out why the town is so fucked up. Um, yeah. You know, the, the, the amber in the ground and the mosquitoes that bring the plague or, like, ancient ancient horrors beyond compare. Um, the, 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 there are the two main, main points and, and they, they, they lock throughout a lot of the game. Um, yeah. So I reckon there would have been, there would have been stuff, but yeah, it's like, it's, it's not a, it's not a game that is um, incredibly complicated yeah. um, in its, in its story. Um, and it's also not a game that has got like, um, you know, 20 characters at all of different motivations there's there's basically like a cast of eight here in this in this game totally and also the other thing is like for as much shit as the resident evil franchise gets for being so intricate like like borderline kingdom hearts level of intricate uh, with and like and umbrella like and the like, with, yeah with umbrella and the different heads of the corporation and the, the the t virus and the g virus and the all of that like this one was surprisingly umbrella light at the end of the day yeah it's, yeah, it's like, about it's kind of like let's explore what it would be like to walk into one of these umbrella situations that we've had in the last three games it was when they made it except a natural version and also umbrella had a hand in it. Like, which I thought, which is, which is interesting. It wasn't where I was expecting the story to go. Yeah. But it also meant that like, I kind of get to like chapter 10, most of the way through the castle and I'm waiting for the shoe to drop and I'm waiting for the shoe to drop. And the shoe kind of doesn't drop until like chapter 15 out of 16 or like at the start of chapter 16, where you, where you finally just realize the full scope of the story is just kind of literally what you see is what you're getting, I guess. In a way, yeah. Like, and I think that there's maybe a misconception about Resident Evil being like Umbrella being like the biggest focus of it because, like, it is in some games, but in a lot of it, it's not um, because of the movies. Because the movies did like a really big focus on Umbrella as like you know we're going to yeah. like uh, as an easy through line for multiple films um when like realistically like they are a, a, an interesting not faceless villain because for the most part the face is always Wesker but like they are a, yeah. they are they are always a villain to be doing dastardly things um and you always like stop them at the final moment um but they will yeah. always be back those 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 kooky umbrella umbrella yeah. suit wielding you know briefcase it's like specter in bond it's like they're the permanent global Kinda. kind of ethereal intangential uh, no intangible um it, threat it, that will always exist it, it's 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 more like hydra i think like because sure yeah 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 like like it is it is one that will always exist 
no matter how much you snuff it out, it will always come back. Even in name only, it will always be there to, to, to try and ruin your day. Um, but yeah, they um they, they do. I think they do the umbrella stuff. I think to a good amount, where like they tease some umbrella stuff at the very end. But like for the most part, umbrellas like existence in this is is just through Ada mm-hmm. and through the lab and that guy. <laughs> What's his name? Luis. Luis. Yes, and and Luis. Yeah. Like, like yeah, and, and, and like random r- random notes and stuff like that. Yeah, and you don't get that at, at like because it's umbrella is actually not important to anyone there right now. It is like, it is you know they've they've hired Ada and they've and they, and and Luis used to work for him, but they the, it's very like no one is thinking about umbrella at that moment because at the moment the thing that is most important to them is like we need to get the fuck out of this town. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Totally. They're, they're kind of, Umbrella's gotten everything they wanted out of the situation yeah. except for the literal asset they need to use to like weaponize their research. Yeah. And they're like, oh, whatever, we're going to, we're going to combat this with our own thing if we can get our asset out of here. Yeah. But it literally takes them the whole game. And yeah. that's the only thing they're there for. So, yeah, it's funny. So, how do you feel about this game overall? Like, what was your, what was your takeaways overall, on like, about how you feel about Resident Evil 4. So some some brief uh, foreshadowing. Um, neither Jeremy nor I had played this game, the original, uh, before playing this remake. Um, also, I'm not a big Resident Evil person. I've I've played eight last year, and like that's it. And Jeremy, you've dabbled here and there with a couple more, but like that's not a huge amount. Yeah, right? like I've 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 played some of seven. I've watched a lot of seven. I've played through eight. I like eight a lot. Um, I've two? played. I played two. Two's really good. Um, I've played a lot of one as well. Like, I've actually played a lot of Resident Evil. Like I didn't quite realize okay. it until I thought about. It. Like I've I've played through a lot. I've I've I nearly finished one. I got a lot of the way through two. Um, I finished eight. Yeah. I played. I played a lot of seven. Um, so and, you're like a you're like a fair weather Resident Evil fan. Yeah, and I've seen all the movies. <laughs> Every single. I don't one. care about that. <laughs> You can talk to me about Milo Jovovich another time. I will. Um, I'll bet you will. And um, so, so yeah, that that's the sort of context of us coming in here. Uh, the reason I mention that is because when playing the start of the game, it definitely felt like there was a really nice, almost Metroidvania feel in those early chapters with the village where you, you have a few hub and spoke areas, you know what I mean? Sure. Like smaller yeah. ones and then you find Ashley and you eventually loop all the way back around to the village again. And it's changed for like a third time. And like, and that had a really satisfying feeling to it. I think they've done a great job with the levels and the world execution in this one, which I know apparently is quite different to the original, which was a bit more linear um, and like loading screens between areas and all of that. Um, So I think they did a really good job with that, but playing it, it felt a lot like, uh, playing a classic right it felt high quality it felt it felt classic it felt relatively simple they're definitely honoring original design elements from the original game like that village is really similar to how it was in the first game it also felt really really deliberately directed throughout like like throughout like nearly all of the game i was sitting here going like this has been so so decided yeah, um, but not in like an uncharted way where it, where it no. feels like a tunnel. Like they, they kind of make a space that is a bit larger and then funnel you through it in interesting ways, which feels really organic. Yeah. 
Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Which is yeah, it's great. I think it's I think it's really really good. I really like it because I think for me, and I didn't realize this, and I mentioned this in one of our early episodes, but I think for me, I really appreciate that it is a bit more actiony and a bit less horror-y compared to a game like eight or seven um, or two even. And and it's tricky, right? Because four, they change so much with four compared to three, two, seven, eight. Like four is so different in a lot of ways. And it's the start of them. Not only is it maybe the best Resident Evil game, it's also one of the most different from what came before different from what has come since, but similar to the worst games the franchise saw in, at least in the mainline entries with five and six, like five and six are what they are because four was so successful after changing so much. And so they were like, Oh, people like change. Let's change it up. And they changed it up and people didn't like it again the second time or the third time. So like, it's a really interesting thing to look at for me though, with four, it's a great balance of gameplay of action, of resource management, tension, level design and and exploration, uh, silly, cheesy, like anime sort of energy that just sort of permeates the whole thing. Like I think it's a really, really good schlocky balance. Yeah, it it honestly like it it didn't feel like like I, I think the, the the part of the game that felt anime was the movement and combat, but the actual dialogue isn't like like I've been going through some of those old cheesy action films like of yeah. the 80s. Like they're kinda like that. <laughs> like it it honestly feels like a like a weirdly like um uh it, it, it what it what it reminds you of, it it, it feels like a Japanese studio making a West, uh, like m- making a uh, um, um, a a action film from the West, <laughs> right? Okay, um, where they are they are adapting the the cheesy one liners that a lot of the you know the the uh, Dolph Lundgren the or stars. the yeah yeah the the John Claude Van Damme film actors of the day, um, their one liners being translated into this about 15 or 20 years after they like realistically after they came out yeah um is so fucking funny um but i also think it kind of works because the premise of the game is ridiculous right it is it is an american cia fbi cia right um it's like special or is he is he presidents yeah right like special men (laughs) like yeah business so so spec ops (laughs) um uh, going into yeah, president special men. <laughs> yeah, um, going into uh, a a uh, generic Eastern European country, or just generic European. It's not even specifically Eastern European. It's just European. Yeah, they're speaking a mix of Spanish and a couple other languages throughout the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the, he gets just transported into there because he's because the president's daughter has been kidnapped. <laughs> For some reason, the president's daughter, the the U.S. president's daughter, has been kidnapped and is cross-continentally just across the world. Yes, in this backwards village. And so, instead of sending the military or you know everything under the sun, they send like a one guy who used to be a cop in Raccoon City. (laughs) One day, Uh, one one night, one night. Yeah, that's right. It was was his first day in Resident Evil Two. He was he was cop for a day. Yeah. Um. 
uh, and they just drop him in there and they're like, well, go get her, son. <laughs> yeah. Um, Don't worry, you've got an earpiece to talk to, to headquarters. Yeah, and headquarters is like, we can't send a chopper, we're still waiting on the chopper. And at the end, like when the chopper shows up, like that was sick as fuck, but also like yeah. the entire time is like, yeah, we're, we're trying, but like, you know, it's, it's difficult. Like it's the- Also, turns out you're a whole couple of continents away. Yeah. <laughs> we're drastically under-resourced for this operation. <laughs> yeah. Um, and- like the premise of that is ridiculous. It is. It is a. It is a dumb story. But fuck, yeah. is it fun? Because everybody. It is fun, isn't it? Everybody like treats it as important. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, like like Ada is there doing her own thing. She's got her own story that 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 is happening behind the scenes. Mm. Um, there is you know you know you can tell this history between Leon and um and Ada. But she's also a ridiculous character in the sense that she's doing, you know, dramatic, over-the-top stunts. Um, will show up at the last minute to to save your ass just for a second. Um, yep. Is not at all dressed for the occasion. Not um, at all dressed but, for but, the occasion. But I love every second of it. And yep. is just there to be cool. <laughs> and Basically. And, but, but also, she's there to be... Um, a different perspective from everyone else in the game, right? Because she's not some some person who's been here for a very long time. Who under- she's also not an umbrella agent. No, no, no. She's 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 a merc, right? She's just being paid, um, and she's there with her own desires and her own goals, and just bumps into Leon. And sometimes their their um, goals align in a way that like she'll help out for a moment, but more often than not, the only time she helps out is because. She's probably like this dumb fucking guy is just gonna get himself killed if I don't like help out right well, yeah. now. Well, yeah, but the <laughs> other times, like for most of the game, she's like, "Oh yeah, this guy I know turned up, and he's just he's just making headway on his own. I'm just gonna watch and let him do that." Yeah, and and, and Luis is 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 similar as well, where he's got his own thing and he betrays you once or twice, and then also like will eventually teams up with Leona when he realizes, you know the the probably the extent of the, the the bad things that he's done he wants to try and make amends and has a you know a, a, a death of um you know a death of honor in a way yeah um kind of like he just kind of dies but like yeah he, 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 he fulfills his purpose i guess for the for the story and the yeah. the plot no longer required him to to continue being around um but it, it all it all works in this one singular like um you know, and like I, I hate bringing this. Like I hate doing the the um this uh, way to describe games. But again, it feels like a play. There is a small group of people. There is one singular plot, and people yep. will rotate in and out depending on where they're at until you know there's a grand finale, and then it it sort of ends. Yeah, it's so funny. It is, and it, but it's a good. It's a good, like... It's a good time. It is a good time. And it is kind of nice that it's that simple. Like, I feel like Uncharted games aren't this simple in their plot, you know? No. And it meant that, like, for, like, Sam watching the the game, like, on the couch, they weren't as engaged, right? They, they like seeing the cutscenes, like, moments with Leon and Ashley and whatever. But then sometimes they would legitimately be just, like, an hour of me killing bastards in the castle. Like sometimes it would just take for fucking ever to get to the next interesting thing that happens. Yeah. 
and for me playing and enjoying the gameplay that's not a problem um yeah so, like, and and look uh, th- this is also a game from 10 or 15 years ago now and so like there was there was differences in terms of like emotional moments in a lot of that stuff yeah. um you like you get some emotional moments in eight, but it's it's mostly just like realization moments and like eight's also a different game. And um, also, it's also like villain introductions and and cutscenes. A lot of the a lot of the scenes you're getting are like here's the villain doing something messed up and creepy. Isn't that cool? Yeah, and and part of that is because like Ethan is is alone for nearly the entirety of eight. Like the the few times he's also. As boring as a sack of potatoes. I, I, I don't know if he's boring. Like he's a he's a definitely a regular person compared to Leon. <laughs> um, but also he's like he he's been through shit. I feel bad for for Ethan. He's he's been through a lot. Um, yeah, he's I feel also- bad for how. Chris Redfield treats Ethan. <laughs> oh yeah, and that's the thing because the one time Ethan isn't alone is when he's with Chris, and Chris is like, "Ethan, shut the fuck up! I hate you." And yeah, he, he talks to him like a like a like a bad dog owner. <laughs> yeah, and he just like you know he like Chris is the kind of guy he would pick up Ethan and say like, "You're okay," and then would just slap him across the face. Yeah. he would he would be so mean to him. Um, yep. Yeah, yeah. Feels bad when he dies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so, I th- so while we've touched on this thread, yes. I do want to talk about the differences and similarities between Resident Evil 4 and Resident Evil 8. Okay. Playing 8, going into it, having seen and heard a bit about 4 last year, it was very much like, oh, wow, this is like a like a village setting in Europe. Like, that seems quite similar to apparently what the premise is for 4. That's interesting. Yeah. And then you go through and there's the big castle thing with Lady D and there's the metalworks and there's the dollhouse and the, the lake with the big fish monster. And then you get to the end and it's all over in about eight hours, which is just a absolute romp. But also it feels really slow and deliberate. Like Ethan moves very slowly. The enemies move very slowly. You got to hit them with like eight headshots to get them down. And it's, I was describing it to someone yesterday as like, the gameplay is like, man, I hope I hit enough of these headshots before the enemy reaches me in 30 seconds so that they don't attack me. It's like, that's the, that's the combat in that game is like, yeah, in a way. Yeah. It's like, you see the pieces. It's like, Oh, he's going to get you. He's going to get you. If you don't shoot him in the head eight times and he's going to duck his head a bit and like move (laughs) anyway. And then you get to four and you arrive in this European slash maybe South American village. I don't know if they're speaking Spanish or could be, anywhere it it is europe (laughs) it is definitely europe yeah but may i sure so you arrive in this place and the the villages are all taken over and it's a it's a village it's like oh that's interesting that's kind of like eight oh wait no but eight was kind of like four okay whatever and then you get to the castle and you're like oh this is a big castle that's interesting it's all shiny and whatever and it's like oh wow that lake has a big lake monster in it wow that's that's interesting and there's it's like rotting and there's like all of the village houses have like rotting fruit bowls in it. It's like, oh, I feel like I've been here before. And you return to the village like three or four times in that first area and you you have more keys this time or you're with Ashley and she can unlock more doors. And so the village recontextualizes itself every time you get there. It's like, have I played this game before? <laughs> like, it's so eerily similar in that first half of the game, like in so many ways. And then you realize that Resident Evil 4 goes for like, 
two and a half times the length of Resident Evil 8. Yeah. yeah. And that 8 was just the hits, baby. It was just, it was just give me the good stuff and get us home. <laughs> yeah, like, it, it, it is. Like, I, 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 have a, I have a funny, like, I, I've, I've put them together in my head as like, um, like Resident Evil 4 is, um, like, like, like 8 is obviously a love letter to 4. But like, the the way the new remake is a four is not at all how like all Resident Evil feels, um, yeah. But Resident Evil Eight is a first person version of those old Resident Evil games, which is the slow like you don't want to move too much while you're aiming because your aiming will be off. So it's you can walk and shoot in RE Eight, but you really don't often. You kind of like are just slowly walking backwards and shooting. But even if then you just kind of like there's a lot of staying still shooting, not like kind of like Goldeneye, um, yeah. It's not not like Goldeneye, but you know you know what I mean, right? Where it's if like Goldeneye was a like horror survival game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, like like uh, eight is slower, like four was originally, but four is a sequel to, uh, like the four remake is a sequel to modern day survival horror third person games. Yeah, because which was like influenced by four, but then iterated upon. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas eight is is more influenced by the old version of four than it is a new version of four. It's fascinating. Mm -hmm. It's so interesting. Um, Yeah. They're really, what they did with this game is they skirted a really fine line between honoring the past and modernizing the, the past as well and turning it into something uh, relevant in today's age. Like this will be in people's game of the year discussions as a modern game. Yeah. In the same way that final fantasy seven remake was. Yeah, yeah, and like it, it, and it, it should be in those conversations because like it is overall like a really phenomenal experience. Um, yeah, like it's the kind of game that I'm gonna think back on and not be like, "Wow, that blew my socks off!" Like Final Fantasy VII remake, but I'm only going to think back fondly of it. I'm not gonna forget how good I thought it was. It was just enjoyable from start to finish. With a few, I had I had a few niggles here and there, but like they were they were minor inconveniences. And and I also think it's like like. Overall, like I can see myself going back and playing this again. Yeah, me too. Whereas, like, there's like a lot of games that I'm like, that was really great. Never want to play it again, but that was really great. Um, whereas in this, I'm like, like it was like fun. I'm I'm sitting here like, and I had fun playing that game. You know, like I want to play that game with people who haven't played this game before. I want to maybe yeah. maybe I will like I I will watch the GDC of this game. Oh, sorry, GDC, AGDQ of this game, right? Like I will watch people speedrun RE4 because it is a fun thing to see them be really good at a game like this. Yeah. Um similar with 8, like you know, I like the reason I was trying to get you to play 8 is because like I had a great fun and I had a great amount of fun playing that game. You would have a great amount of fun playing that game as well. So I can in like in, in a roundabout way, like get that fun again from you playing it and you telling me you feeling how you felt yep. when it matches up probably with how I felt at that moment as well. Um, mm-hmm. Four will do that. And like, I think for the most part, the reason people love four so much, the original one is because it's got a similar feeling. Um, I, I don't know anyone that's like, that doesn't like the original four or has played the original four who's then been like, I don't want you to play it. Like there's, there's definitely yeah, I mean, a, people will ask you to play the original Resident Evil four. Yeah. The only people I know who don't like Resident Evil four are usually people who came to it late. Right. And who are like, this feels like garbage because right. it definitely has outdated controls. Sure. Sure. Um, And, and yeah, that, I think that this does a great 
job of alleviating that. I love that you can move and shoot in this just like a normal third-person action game. Yeah. I really like the the aiming. I like the the, the headshot to melee kind of loop or, or leg shot to melee loop and then try and knife them if they start, you know, releasing their their parasite or the different weapons. I enjoy the crafting and the resource management. Like, it's fun to play. It is. It, it is really fun to play. And also, but it's it's also fun to be in this world, right? You know, like like the the gameplay of The Last of Us 2 is really good and engaging and enjoyable, but being in that world isn't really fun. But yeah. like, but being in the world of Resident Evil 4 is really fun. You know, like the characters are all silly. Like, you know, like the shopkeeper is, you know, the classic, like, what are you buying? Like, like but he's like, he's weirdly chummy. Yeah. And, but he kind of like, he kind of lets on that he, he, he knows what's going on, but he just kind of doesn't care. Um, yeah. You know, and like, it's when, the kind of thing where it's like, how did you get down here? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, like hilarious moments where like I will come in like with nearly no health and I will like have shit all over me and I'll have no ammo. And he'll be like, ah, oh, you've got the stench of battle on you, my friend, or something like that. <laughs> and, and I'm looking like, you piece of shit. Like, yeah. like, you know what I have just been through, you fucker. I remember I was at the, it was the final part of chapter 15, which is after the helicopter. It's that big final rush to Sadler and um, Ashley. And it was like the final merchant room for that chapter. Yeah. And he says, the and word. I run in there and it was a similar thing. I'm like, I'm out of resources. Like Leon's veins are all black and bulging. He's not great. Ashley is, you know, Ashley is like worse than he is right now. Like it's going badly. And I walk in the door and he just gives me one of his lines I'd heard of so often by that point, but he just gives me, he's like, gun rides with fun for a reason, stranger. <laughs> it's like, man, shut up. I'm doing something here. Do you have any ammo? He's no, so all right. Good, yeah. <laughs> what are you th- <laughs> but also like the the shit that Leon says as well is just as ridiculous right like the, the final line I'm going to spoil the final line cuz it's so fucking funny where where he he he, shoot, he So is this in the final boss fight when the when the boss is when the boss is finally like turned into like a big tentacle monster and yeah. he's just standing there speaking to it Yeah and he goes he goes <laughs> he goes I'll give you a holy body and he like yeah. <laughs> like blows off the fucking boss yeah, that's so fucking funny. Like, and like, I'm, I'm sitting here laughing like at that because it is, it is, it, it's a great joke because the game is yep. so legitimately funny and has such a good sense of humor. It is, yeah. not, it is, it doesn't overuse it though. It doesn't, and it, it's not crude. It's like, um, and it's not, it's not slapstick. It's, um, corny, but yeah, it's, but it's good corny. It's like, yeah, whereas. I feel like today people would very quickly say like there's a razor thin line you can cross and as soon as you are it's immediately into cringe. Yeah. It's not there. Yeah, it's not. It it and it's and it's not quippy and it's it doesn't it doesn't yeah. make fun of itself, which is the thing because it, it it because it doesn't do the like um the the example that always comes to my head is is in fucking the the last Spider-Man movie where um Dr. Octopus says like like my name is Otto Octavius, and like the the three. Oh, kids, and then they laugh. Yeah, they start sn- and like they start like snickering at him, and I'm sitting here going like like you don't actually get to laugh at that, <laughs> like like <laughs> b- because 
you've just had a ridiculous life already. To you, someone named Otto Octavius, who is Dr. Octopus, that's actually not funny. Um, yeah. Like, it's funny because the audience knows it's funny. You're telling- it would kind of be like exhausting funny, right? It's like, oh, of course that's your name. Yeah, right? Like you, like the amount of times that they make an, a, a Doctor Strange name joke. Like, like we know. Like, we are so beyond this. Like, this isn't... Like, you are laughing at now the thing that you are actually trying to adapt and you yep. laughing at that doesn't like doesn't actually do anything for anyone because yep. you're not more clever than it but resident evil doesn't do that it 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 will it will make these jokes and they will kind of treat them as a matter of fact um yeah. you know like i i i've written something down in my notes for resident evil 4 which is actually not a thing that leon says but if he did say this <laughs> i would kind of want this on a t-shirt to the point that i'm also like semi like semi debating do i commission someone to you're gonna you're gonna make a not actually spoken resident evil quote shirt yes yes <laughs> a hypothetical resident evil quote shirt that's yes. great what yes. is it happy knife happy life <laughs> <laughs> I could I, <laughs> because he's he's dumb, right? Like he's like a Leon. Yeah. Like in terms like he's like he's a himbo, right? He's like a very sure. muscly, like not exactly the most intelligent, but it doesn't really matter because he's good at heart kind of guy. Yeah. He would be he's... the kind of guy to 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 like get a new knife and see that it is sharp and go, hmm. Happy knife, happy life. <laughs> <laughs> happy knife, happy life. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's funny. I've been there've been a couple of videos on IGN um with the voice actor for Leon in mm. this in the last few days, which is interesting because the guy who plays Leon for Resident Evil 2 and 4 and one of the animated shows recently, I think, um was a fan of Resident Evil 2 and just Resident Evil in general, nice. and for when they came out, and of Leon specifically as a character. So he's That's cool. so into, he's, he's, he's like fanboying out over all of these quotes and stuff. Um, there's, there's a, I, I recommend checking out the, he reads out quotes from the original game that aren't said in the remake. Like some of the more cheesy stuff, like like at one point Salazar is talking about his, his script that he's written and how Leon's not a part of it. And it, it, like, that it's really fun to just see that, but it, it's also nice knowing that part about this, the about how it was made. You know, like that's that's one cog in one of the machines. It's just a highly visible cog for this one. But um, I think yeah, I think they do a great job with all of all of his lines. There aren't that many of them. They they spread them out a lot. But I would constantly laugh at the generic ones in combat. He's like, oh, give me a break, or they just keep on coming. Or, but the the ones I really liked is when is whenever he's with Ashley, uh, and it's not an Ashley specific line, but I love it when he says it when Ashley's there, and he pulls off like a melee kick, and he's like, he's like, I don't know, he's like, better luck next time, pal. You know, it's it, it's something like that. It's like really generic. I don't even remember what it is. Yeah. And I listen to him say that, and I kind of hear it, and I treat it seriously because he's saying it seriously, and it's just like. It's like wow, Leon really needs the validation in this situation right now, doesn't he? Like he's <laughs> there's a part like there's a part maybe three quarters of the way through the game after he's seen just like like the incredible amounts of horrors and and yeah. and dreadful visuals that no one should ever see. And, and he knows he's got something growing inside of him. Yeah, and I think he says this just keeps getting worse. And I'm so, <laughs> <laughs> And it's like 
<laughs> That's so funny. Mm-hmm. To have that that perspective on 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 the on the apocalypse that you are enduring, <laughs> it's like fuck. This just keeps getting worse. Like let's yeah. Um, doesn't like this might have been what I just know from the original, but isn't there a moment where he like he says something along, along the lines of like, "Hey, is that a dog?" <laughs> or like when he's like he's, he's seeing this giant like monster like like walk up to him or something. Oh, like, I, I don't I, know. I, I could, are you I could thinking be missing the dog in the bear trap? No, I, I don't. I don't remember what part of it. I think it might be from the original game. Um, yeah. There was also a good a moment in chapter 15 where he walked into a room and there were all those like body bags hanging from the ceiling. And he gave us a good, what the? <laughs> Which I appreciated. <laughs> so we, we spoke a lot about like the acting and the, and the cadence of the, of, the, and of the story and stuff like that. But Jeremy, what were your favorite, your top two weapons? Oh, if, I... you, if, if your top one ran out, what would you immediately switch to in a, in a moment of crisis? Like so, I actually the oh, and, and then third, what what pistol did you choose? Yeah, so 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 the pistol is honestly the gun I used the most in, in the whole game. Um, Me too. Was the uh, I don't know the name of the gun. Um, it looked like a World War Two pistol. Um, like it, it, but it had like a. Whenabouts did you get it? It was it was the second pistol, I believe. Second um, pistol was it the Punisher. No, 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 no. It had a it had okay. just a very technical name. Um, okay. Uh. Resident Evil Four pistols. Um, so the the pistol I chose was the Punisher, which mm-hmm. I think was a, a one you have to trade for Spinel for like the side quest currency. Right. Um, and that one I kept there were because there were only two that would let you attach the red dot sight, which I liked using. Um, and so I kept that one, and that one had like high penetration, so you could shoot through targets. Right. Okay. I used the red nine, I believe, was the one that I used all the, like the whole way through. Oh yeah, the World War Two. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. Sorry, I didn't. My brain didn't go far enough back to realize what you meant. Yeah. Yes, the Red Nine is a is a strong choice for a lot of people in that game. Yeah, like, yeah, and it was like it was just like the actual power of the machine was just like so strong that I was like I just I just couldn't give it up. Like I saw the Magnum in the shop, I was like, do I get it? Like no, I just really fucking like this gun. And it was like it was also like it was the, one of the one of the great things in this game is that like I had I had grown I had uh, developed this level of fondness for the gun. And I also yeah. understood how it worked. That I was like, yeah. I didn't actually want to want to learn another pistol and be frustrated by it being like, uh, you know, slower to reload or it handles differently. Like I was just like, I like I or know like this just gun. not upgraded yet. Exactly. I was like, oh, I I know this gun, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with this gun. Yeah, I uh, I tried that one. It was too inaccurate for me. I didn't it, enjoy it how inaccurate it was. Um, I didn't get the stock for it, but like. Uh, yeah, that's why I went for the Punisher in the end. And I, I got really nerdy with it after a while where I started looking at their stats and then going to the other page and comparing the numbers and like, oh, this one starts here, which means really quickly it'll be further than that one and blah, 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 blah. I, I was about to do that. I like Googled like Resident Evil gun um, like tiers and like comparisons. And then yep. I closed the tab. Um, yep. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, who, could, who could be bothered? Yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm going to like, I'm going to find my guns and i'm gonna change it up if i want but like these are gonna be my guns so jeremy your red nines only got five bullets left and a sledgehammer hog guy lands in front of you what do you whip out the riot gun the riot gun (laughs) yeah right so that's the second shotgun i i I think i think it was a second shotgun Might, might have been the third um it was like 
it was it wasn't like automatic, but it, like it felt like it felt like it was like semi-auto. And yeah, it that's was, the, like that's the pump shotgun, but it's like a modern tactical carbon fiber metal one, right? Yeah, and it's got this scope on it that means that the like there's really not a whole lot of spread on the bullets. Right. And so I could like I could like inject shells into enemies yeah. that were actually quite far away, and it would just oh. it would just like like it, it it could just take off their heads. It was great. Yeah, um, it was. I, I opted for good. the the shorter one that came after that. I don't remember what it's called. Striker. Um, yeah, the striker. Right, and that's got like a twelve or 50, it's got like a drum mag. Yeah, it's got the drum so mag. I just on use it. it. That's that's the like fuck. There's so many people here. Just like poof, 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 yeah. poof, just clear the field and reset. <laughs> I, I also um, fucked around with the stingray a fair bit. That was good fun, which is an assault rifle. Yeah. Um, I actually I bought that one, sold it because I found like an M16 in the in like a puzzle room somewhere, mm-hmm. and then went back to the stingray because right. I didn't like how fast the M16 used rifle ammo. Right. Okay. And it was it wasn't as powerful. It wasn't as accurate. The stingray was really good. Um, did you use submachine? Okay, so like, uh, uh, did you use submachine guns a lot in this game? Yeah. If my pistol was out, I went to the TMP first. So the part in the lab where you meet the regenerators. Yeah. Did you find the submachine gun in there? Yeah. Yeah. That was the first time I used the submachine gun. Oh, okay. I didn't use the submachine. I didn't. Did you use, buy I, one and not use it, or you just didn't even bother? I didn't even bother. Yeah right. And then I tried. I tried to buy one of each class. Like I, so I, I, I like a spread. I wanted to save room in 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 the inventory because they they all like they, they take up a lot of space having one of each. And the stingray yeah. is huge. The stingray like fucking like takes a big chunk of space. Mm. And then I get to the fuck the part with the regenerators, and I've got Man. like no ammo, and I like and I barely took out one, and I had no idea how I did it. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I, that's I was the like, thing. I, I did enjoy out. the figuring out how I took them out like over time. Yeah. But sorry, yeah. go on. Yeah. And so I'm like, I've got an ammo and I, I walk past that room where there's four of them. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, you're fucking kidding me. And so I yeah. leave and I find a submachine gun. And because I haven't, it's used- a good one too. Oh, it's great. And because I hadn't used one, I had stacks of ammo sitting on the Oh, were you just sitting on it? Well, like, I wasn't ever running out of space. I was, like, on the edge, but I would always get rid of bolts or get rid of, um, uh, like, the fire, turn bolts into fire bolts. Like, I, I didn't All use the, the mines. Yeah, yeah. Like, I got rid of those as well. Um, and I just kept the SMG ammo because I was like, oh, I'll probably get one eventually, but, like, I don't know when. Um, and so then I find this SMG and I find the scope that lets me kill the regenerators. Man, finding a new ammo, a new weapon with, with a whole stack of ammo for that fight. What a, what a godsend. That's awesome. Yeah. I I stumbled in there with like a couple of boxes for a few different weapons and really struggled. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and that scope. And then I just, I just walked right into that, like that regenerator room and I'm just like, yeah. all right, fuckers. And so I just like one at a time, I just like uh, uh, surgically killed them in all the right spots. Then, oh, wow. then activated the thing when all the other guys came in. And I remember thinking like, wow, if these regenerators are still alive, this part would be fucking difficult, but it's not. So it's not. It was yeah, totally. so good. I, yeah. I never thought to activate the key card mechanism once I got the wrench, like while they were still alive. I always tried to take them all out first. Um, 
Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 But yeah, I, I spent, I, I didn't know. I, I think I tried firing at the, at the canisters a couple of times and it didn't break. Um, or maybe I didn't, maybe I just assumed it wouldn't break. No, and, yeah, and no, I you, broke can, you can break them out. Yeah, I should have done that. I, oh, I no, broke them you, out with you, grenades. <laughs> so I, I frequently had all four of them <laughs> loose. Oh, no. And I didn't know you could use the thermal site to see their parasites. So oh, what, what did you think them. it was for? <laughs> no. Oh, you, so you didn't know what the thermal scope was for. And, like, you pick it up in that room. And oh. I didn't think to properly use it in that Ca- fight. Carrie, the thermal scope will tell you which one has got a wrench in it. I, I know. I figured it out eventually. And I was like, oh, that's why it was in that room. <laughs> oh, no. I spent like 45 minutes in that oh, room. Oh, my God. And Sam so and I were laughing a lot, too, because those regenerators animate so strangely. They're so funny. Like, like they'll fall over. Like, it seems like they're dead and you've broken both their arms off. Their head isn't there anymore. They'll be. They'll go from still to like leaping at you like a fish, like instantly afterwards, and it would happen multiple times. And every time we would laugh. Do you remember at the beginning of Kingdom Hearts two when you're fighting those nobodies that are like that, and they're like those weird ones that kind of like oh, they kind of swim around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's exactly yeah, that's exactly what they were like to me this whole time. I'm <laughs> like, oh my yeah. god, they're the fucking reversals from Kingdom Hearts yep. two that is like swimming around and then like throwing themselves at me and going back again. <laughs> yep, yep. I actually really liked uh, that room when they did fall over and did start swimming around. Because I had the Punisher, because I had the penetrating pistol, if I could shoot them long ways, I usually did a lot of damage. I usually found a couple of the parasites yeah, in there. Yeah, yep, yep. Um, and when I'd broken all four of them out, the pistol was great too for that because it, it went through a bunch of them. Mm. Although the, the SMG you find is better for that. Um. Yeah, that I was very silly with that. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything we 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 really missed. I, well, yeah, I like I touched on most of what I wanted to say. Yeah, like th- there's a couple things that, that I, I wanted to touch on. Um, one of them being, um, like Ashley as a character, I think is actually yeah. like like not nearly as bad as I expected, judging from the amount of hate online that I was that that I knew from when Resident Evil Four came out. And I think yeah, I'll- I think her her companion AI system was pretty lackluster back then, and she'd yeah. get grabbed a lot and scream a lot. Yeah, like I, I think I think that like I hope that they have improved it since 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 the original game. Um, <laughs> it's the only thing they didn't touch. <laughs> well, but like I can also just see it being like you know, like I hate women in video games kind of right. also reasoning. So like I don't like. You know, as this is annoying because women are annoying. Yeah, basically. Right. Um, so, like, I think that Ashley was actually like, you know, while you know, definitely being like, like, child of a rich person, kind of like clueless in 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 real world scenarios a lot of the time. Like, mm. she, she's been through it in this game, and like, yeah, there and she, was she gets more seasoned throughout as well there was a moment where you meet up with her again later in the game and you're going through like this, like disgusting sewer. Yeah. And Leon's like, like, like you're okay. Like to like to keep going. And she, and she says like, yeah, like I think I wouldn't have been, but like I, I am now or something like that. Like, yeah. and she's got like, and it's a quicker side of like, Oh, like turns out she's, <laughs> she's actually started to harden a little bit just from just from this night. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, who knows how much of that is shock and like, and not quite realizing, but also just genuine, like she's, she, she got a bit, uh, tougher, um, throughout yeah. the game, which, which is good. It was, it was, um, and not in a way that she was like 
absolutely useless beforehand. Like no. she would still help you hold things and yeah. boost yeah. boost and whatever. Like, but yeah, I did enjoy her fairly concise uh, character development throughout this game. Yeah, um, and the um, playing as her was also fine. Like I was. Yeah, I, that section was interesting, the, wasn't the it? The moment I like I picked like the moment I realized I was in control of Ashley. Like my mind flashed back to fucking God of War Ragnarok, and I was like, oh no. <laughs> but it was fine. It was totally fine. It was just yeah. like it was a different thing. Um, my my mind went to Ellie. Right. Okay. Sure. Um, I feel like there's a lot of parallels you could draw with the new version of RE4 with The Last of Us. Sure, like yeah. how there's crouch and backstabs now that where there didn't used to be. And stuff yeah. Like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like her her section was was interesting because it was like it was definitely like a lot more horror focused um it was yeah, like, like, like that was, that was that was like the dollhouse section right like yeah yeah it is it is it is the it is the you are you are not fighting here now you are running and you are the you you are the mouse and there are cats everywhere um, yes yeah but also a good amount of lead up of why are there sheets over these things oh no the sheet is gone where is uh, the thing immediately i was like I don't trust that. Like I, I saw that man. Like no, yeah, no, no, no. Yep. Like I, I, I was sprinting throughout that entire section. There was, oh, there really? Was ne- I didn't have the confidence. Oh, there was never a moment where I wasn't running, and I, yeah. I was, I was doing that thing in my mind where I'm like, be brave, be brave, be brave, be brave, <laughs> as I'm like running through the dark. Yeah, I got, I got stuck a couple of times because there was like one doorway that wasn't very obvious on the map where you had to go. Right. Um, but right. we got there at the end. The, the section where you have to like crawl through the ones that all get stuck in the doorway by the blue lant- lanterns yeah. though, that was pretty creepy. Yeah, that was um, creepy. There's also just one useless elevator I, c- I couldn't get to work. I don't know what that was about. Um, uh, I'm not sure. Was it Was it maybe? And it, I don't know, actually. I tried it. I think I tried it too late. And so like I put the key in and then the button just didn't work. And so I just get stuck in there. But the, the, the knights couldn't hit me in there either. So I'd just be stuck. Oh, right. Okay. It was, it was weird. Yeah. I, I think my, my, so my biggest gripe with this game is the other basic, not every boss fight, but most of them. Um, every boss fight that was not in a big arena <laughs> was awful. Right. <laughs> but also I feel like, I feel like they gave, I liked the Krauser fights. I actually enjoyed those with right. the, where you have to parry a bunch and then like run between the cover. Like I enjoyed those, but uh, the Salazar fight, the uh, Father Hun, uh what's what's that guy's name? The the guy with the hat, the big guy. Um, the, the first one. Yeah, the first one. Yeah, he, that that fight was okay. But the like the final fight and yeah, the Salazar fight, I really dislike because they they I feel like they want me to treat it like a Souls game. Like, oh, read the attack and and dodge left here instead of dodge right. Like, purposeful movements and stuff like that. Except Leon moves like he's got a Hessian sack tied around his waist. So, like, like the, the kind of precision movements they're asking me to pull off, I feel like I'm only able to start recognizing them once I get absolutely wrecked by them in the first place. Like, at the final boss when, they, when he's spewing stuff at you. Like, the tell for that is really quick. And you have to be, like... 45 meters to the left of him to miss that attack like that's a really hard one to dodge quickly and they throw it at you quickly and i felt like that a lot of times salazar as well didn't enjoy all right go on tell me how you one shot it 
I don't know. I just sort of did. <laughs> All right. Well. I don't know. I mean, like, look, I I think that like it is hard to do to do bosses when your main character controls like a desk chair. Um, but like, I think it is like I I I just didn't actually. I didn't have any issues with it. Um, yeah. Like, I thought his controls were well-tuned and they taught me how to use these controls well for crowd control, right? Yeah, yeah. Get a bunch of them down, try and hit one in the head so you can kick a bunch of them over, run around them because you're usually faster than all of them. So so run around to get a bit of space, turn around and then see what else you can do. Try not to get hit from behind. Like, I think it works really well for the core gameplay, um, which is why I had a, a really decent time trying the Mercenaries mode today. But yeah, something about like, oh, run around Salazar and don't get hit by his like grab attack. But also he's leaving like floor colored explosive traps on the ground occasionally. So watch out for those, but stop oh, moving slowly and aiming at the ground. You shoot the traps. Because he's going to, I did, but then he'd always fuck me up with another, another gross venom spit attack. Like I just didn't enjoy them. I just felt like they, they didn't work with what tools they didn't work with the the game knowledge I had and the tools I had available to me. I guess. Fair enough. Yeah, no, I, I I quite liked them. I I had a good time. I think I didn't mm. I didn't love I didn't love the Salazar one, but not because like I I didn't have like any major issues with it. I just sort of like finished the fight. And I was like, eh, whatever. Um, the first one I thought was was pretty good because there was a lot of um, there was a lot of reading the fight, and I also you keep on like you keep on killing him and he continues to be alive that I, I didn't know when the fight was going to end in a way that was fun. I yeah. was, I was sort of like, all right, like what's he got for me next? Like that, like that was, that was quite funny. Um, I, I actually didn't love the crowds of fight, but I think only just because I just didn't, I, I was, I was just a bit over that environment by that point. Um, what, I, the, the, the Island, like the, the castle, just like, just oh. the, like, like that overall section of the castle. I, I just didn't, I just didn't super love. Like, I, it was it was fine. It was fine. Um, yeah, like, I, I thought the boss fights were fine. Like, they're never, like... Like, the thing is, I think because... Um, I think you're right in, in, in your describing it of they're kind of like a Souls fight. But what the way I put it in my mind is that they're, they're kind of like those gimmick Souls fights... Where you have to oh. f- you have to find the way to kill them, and yeah. everything else is just kind of noise. Um, I was gonna say it's like this one from Elden Ring, but I don't think you did that one. <laughs> right, it, it's 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 those ones that are there that are not specifically there for you to be better at the game than it wants you to be, but just for you to figure out the puzzle. Because yeah. realistically, like the the one of the strongest things about Resident Evil is how good its puzzles are, and its bosses are actually just more puzzles, just with a, with with punishment. Yeah, um, combat puzzles. Not unlike that that little combat encounter with the with the knights, right? Like that was like that's a puzzle. Like it's a combat fight, but it's a puzzle. Yeah, but you're not fighting them, you're just avoiding being fighted. Yeah. Yeah. How would you yeah. give it a rating out of ten? Out of ten, off the top of my head, nine point five. Yeah, me too. Just rock solid. Absolutely yeah. found foundationally solid yeah i'll play that game again yeah <laughs> like i don't know how much like uh, like that's a tons of uh, praise it, like it's not a 10 out of 10 which is i never want to play it again because i know that i will like it's it is like special right like yeah i don't play my 10s out of 10s often 
Yeah. Because they are special to me. Totally. This, if, if I was to think of this like food, right? Mm. Where like the Spider-Man DLC was junk food, if you remember that article from however long ago. <laughs> I remember that article. Where it was like easily ingestible but didn't mean anything. Or if like Outer Wilds is just this like euphoric experience that you can never get again, either because it was too expensive or like the restaurant closed or something. Yeah. This is like easy pasta and sauce that you can cook at home and you cook it at home. And like you can you can have this three or four or five nights a week and it's going to taste good every time. Yeah. I, 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 you know what I mean? Like, like I'm not yes. going to write home and, and say like, oh, I make this, this, this pasta with red sauce. It's amazing. You've never had anything like it. I'm going to be like, man, this is a good video game ass video game. You want some good video game? This is a good video game. Uh, I, okay, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a, a counter uh, a counter um, subs- analogy. Yeah, analogy. Um, in the that yes, uh, Spider Man is McDonald's. Um, well, the the DLC is McDonald's. Yeah, uh, Outer Wilds is like grandma's cooking. It's yeah. like it's 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 got like a it's got a Carrie place. Focus. It's got a it's got a moment that it that it's yeah. associated with. Usually forty years before you were born, <laughs> yeah. and and um, uh, Resident Evil Four is like is you've gone to uh, it, it's it's having pizza in Italy. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it is it is not just a, an amazing meal, and it's not just pizza. No, but it's. It's the best one of its kind you can basically get. Like, like you, yeah. like you, like you, like pizza in Italy. Like, you're not gonna get better pizza anywhere else. Yeah, it's pizza in Italy. You know, it's like when you hear about people who go overseas and then they have that one restaurant like twelve times out of like fifteen meals that they're there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it would be, it would be a burrito in Mexico. It would be yeah. like, it would be a like the, the the where it's from. Yeah. Like you're gonna get the a best fish and chips song. burger with the lot from Australia. Yeah, <laughs> that's a terrible analogy because those aren't that great. Yeah. The best French restaurant in the heart of London. <laughs> <laughs> the best uh, bakery in Paris. A, a, a perfect, a perfectly cooked piece of fish in the middle of Greece. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. Paella in Spain. Mm-hmm. Las Plaga. <laughs> Gloria, Las Plagas. <laughs> I looked it up. It's set in Spain, technically. Set in Spain. Okay. I, 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 did, I didn't know if it actually had a country associated with it, but it does. It is yeah. set in Spain. Um, apparently, apparently Reddit sleuths have put together exactly the region where it would have been set based on like geography, based on like the like okay. uh, like uh, adjacent like uh, like its closeness like to foliage. Yeah, but but also like mountain ranges and like like islands and near. Like, oh wow! They just they like geoguessed it. Like it's not it's not a hundred percent obviously, but it's like if it was going to be anywhere, it's going to be like at the specific northern region of of Spain. Wow, that's um, funny. Which is quite funny. Uh, great. Well, something I would recommend people do is, um, play Resident Evil 4, <laughs> play Resident Evil 4. And if you get into it, check out some of our digital foundries content. Cause they did a, uh, they did a retro replay kind of thing where they compared the GameCube version, the original 
to the terrible PC port that came out <laughs> with all of the awful graphics and concessions they made where it's yeah. like it looks like a game that came out eight years prior. Like yeah. it's so bad. Um, they were, yeah, they keep saying, this is the year we got Crisis and look at this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this, is, this is so... I'm going to talk about this in the break. I'm going to go to the break. Yeah, I, was, yeah, yeah. I was about to ask a question that's going to take 15 minutes. All right, yeah, all right. Look forward to that in the break, or rather, we'll be back after this short break. Uh, We'll be right back. Terrible segue. Welcome back to the Minimap Cast. And boy, if you thought we could talk a lot about Star Wars when the show started, you should have been there for that break. That was a lot of Star Wars. (laughs) <laughs> I, 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 I remember once I think you asked me if, if 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 we wanted to do a Star Wars show or something. Yeah, and like, and I, I remember saying like, I I think I don't only because it would turn into just me parroting ideas that I've heard of on More Civilized Age, and uh, that's just right. not good content. And like, I stand by that. But like, if there's one, also if there's one thing I do know, it's that we could make hours of content. <laughs> <laughs> we could. We could. Me, a uh, somewhat passionate but non-well-versed fan, and you, a very passionate, very well-versed fan. <laughs> I I got uh, some bad news as 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 we went into the break. Um, I I looked personal over... or societal. Personal, personal. I got a notification oh. on Twitter saying that it is my Twitter anniversary um, today <laughs> and that they could, they're, they're asking me if I want to celebrate a special tweet created just for me. 12 years on Twitter is what it told me. <laughs> 12, do you know what that means, Carrie? It means you're at least 12 years old. It means that next year, half of my life will have spent on Twitter. <laughs> Next year and 13 years on Twitter means that me, a 26-year-old, means that half of my life has been spent on Twitter. Yeah, man, that does mean what that means. That's a very bad thing to hear. That's a milestone that Sam and I are crossing this year, and we're quite excited about it. 12 12 years on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) No, half our lives spent together. But, but like... It's so much nicer than being paired with Elon. Yeah. I mean, it's not 12 years with him. That's true, but it is what it represents right now. Got divorced did you see fuckers. what he did to his fucking sign on his building? Yeah, I did. I, I, it wasn't even a joke. I thought it was a joke. No, no. He doesn't, he doesn't get jokes. He doesn't understand jokes. For those of you who, who aren't aware... Uh, he like he wanted to take the the sign on the building that says Twitter down or something, and they wouldn't let him. So he like he like removed he like painted over the W, and now the sign on the building says Titter. Yeah, like, and that's that's the joke. Yeah, that's, that, that that's the joke. Yeah, the the, the the joke understander has logged on and started to make them. Um, <laughs> that was a, that was a that was a great that was a great tweet that that someone said. Which is like Elon was again complaining about workers or whatever, and someone someone replied to him <laughs> saying, "Make me like, too much money." Yeah, right. And 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 someone replied to him like like yeah like what would be your advice if someone who like who's someone who was quite stable uh, started to to work at an electronics company and and just complain the entire time and not get any actual work done and not and not make anyone's <laughs> lives easier and stuff. And Elon responded genuinely because he simply right. doesn't understand jokes. He didn't understand that that was about him. Yeah, he he didn't get that at all. He doesn't oh, he doesn't understand man. like humor 
or like because I think to understand humor, you have to get people, and he he just doesn't. He's like a child. He is. He's like a child, and it's annoying how much his fucking childish decisions impact me. Yes, it is maybe the I, most. I still go thing. back to. I still go back. To, sorry, no. Um, I still go back to that interview he did with someone about Buzz Aldrin. And then that person came in with quotes about how Buzz Aldrin never wanted to be in the same room with him or something like that. <laughs> and and he started crying on the, on the in the interview because he like admires Buzz Aldrin so much. Whatever. Oh, it's like, oh, I mean, if I was told my hero specifically pointed towards me at me, did not want to see me, that would be pretty intense. Yeah. But also, surely you've got thicker skin than that at this point. Like, well, no, because he he he. Because he bought Twitter, <laughs> like like all of this yeah. is like all, like this entire thing. He didn't he didn't want to buy Twitter. No, he didn't. And the, the changes he's made to Twitter has been because he gets relentlessly bullied on Twitter. Yes, you know the entire like the entire destruction of the of the verification system that he has put in place over the past six months has been entirely because he resents anybody that had a check mark. Because they would relentlessly bully him because he deserved it. Yes, <laughs> like this I, all boils down to the the thickness of Elon's skin, i.e., how not. Yeah, it, it boils down to that, and it also boils down to we should bully nerds more. <laughs> <laughs> I stand by this. <laughs> There's a reason all of the worst people in the world are, are, are nerds. There is a reason all of them are, and it's because we didn't bully them into submission early uh-huh. enough. Uh-huh. And then they surround themselves as people who don't bully. And so, therefore, we need to continuously bully nerds until they get back in line. <laughs> I'm, and I'm sorry, who are you in this situation? I will happily bully them. No, but like... If you're not a nerd in this scenario, what are you? No, no, no. But I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a nerd that has. Or are power. you, are you advocating to be bullied as well? No, 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 no. I am advocating the bullying of the nerds. Okay. Yeah. So, so, but you're not a nerd then in this case. Not compared to these people. <laughs> in, in some instances, yes. So then, what, what are you then if you're not a nerd? I will, hap- I will happily be. Well, I will happily be the bully. Jer- Jeremy's, Jeremy's the bully. Easily. Sam in chat says, "Let's bully Jeremy." <laughs> <laughs> I will, I will happily bully any nerd that needs it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> this, this is why. I, this is I what, so don't know what to do. With this, this is bit. why Jonathan Blow blocked me on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> this is exactly because I bullied him. I thought he was a bully, though. No, he's an anti-vaxer. Oh, that's right. And therefore, I bullied him, and he blocked me, and that is how that works. Elon evokes fascism in Jeremy? Question mark. No, 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 no! Not fascism. Bullying. <laughs> <sighs> I will. I will tell you which group I would belong with in this scenario, and point out that I happened to look over before at the time accounting up and saw when it said one, two, three, four, five, and it made me very happy. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with little pleasantries in life. <laughs> you don't know why that's nice? Because you didn't, you didn't, you didn't hurt anyone. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, I did bring it up on Twitter. Are you saying that nerds hurt people? Yes. <laughs> yes, I am. I don't like this. 
I don't think that's true. What do you I mean don't... it's not true? Name... I mean, nerds, we've been reclaiming the word nerd since I was in high school. You know what I mean? Like, no, nerds no, no, have no, been getting no, better. No, 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 no. Because all, all nerds are now are, are billionaires who own companies in Silicon Valley, and all they do is destroy the world. That's yeah, all they do. Call them nerds. They are all nerds. Bezos is a nerd. Elon is a nerd. Gates is a nerd. Jobs was a nerd. Zuckerberg was a nerd. All the, the all the worst people in the world are all nerds. They're all tech bros. I think we should just keep calling them tech bros. But they're not. Some of them are broy, but they're not broy. Is the thing. They're not yeah, like they're not nerdy either. They're not like they're oh, not they're, like no, no, they are D and D characters and like. And like pocket protectors and no, no, but only because only because they're rich, only because they're rich. Zuckerberg has had the same shit haircut since he was in college, (laughs) right? Like you know, like Bezos, like Bezos. (laughs) So is he? (laughs) Well, like well, recently Bezos changed his look. Like recently, in terms of like ten years ago, when he got all of his plastic surgery done, he's tired of taking steroids again, and he's and is like he's. Like, he's not actually that bald. He shades his head so he doesn't look like a nerd. You know, Elon got all of all of his hair redone because people were rightfully bullying him because he was a fucking one of the worst guys, right? I don't think that means that we should bully nerds. I think, I think it, it means we should bully billionaires. I think we should bully nerds so they don't become billionaires. I'm absolutely I'm, not behind any of this. <laughs> I am. I think I Sam's right in chat. As if nerd is the commonality, not toxic masculinity. Yeah, <laughs> but it's racism. it's all it's all part of the same thing. No, because I'm a nerd. No, we are nerds, Jeremy. Not like that. Sitting behind me is an Xbox Series S box and an Oculus Quest. Where did that Oculus Quest came from? Me, you, because mm. you bought the second one. Yeah. And you already own the PSVR. We own all the video game consoles. You own all of these video game art books and all these video game vinyls. We are nerds. Nerds is a perspective, like Boomer. Nerds is a perspective, right? It is. It it is. It is coming from. It is coming from a place of, um, uh, like uh, not like. Well, like a bit like self hate, but like, but but a self hatred that embodies in hurting other people. That is where that comes from. Woody Allen is a nerd, right? No. Yes, yes. Woody Allen is a nerd. Yeah, but that's not why he's bad. No, but it's the same thing. No, 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 no. I'm putting my foot down. A in going further with this conversation during the <laughs> podcast, and B with with what you're saying. You, you, you're parking up completely the wrong tree here. <laughs> Bully nerds. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jeremy, tell me what you've been playing this week, you nerd. Um, I finished Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Oh my god, did you? I wow. Did. I did. I finished I finished two games this weekend. Oh my god, sorry. I'm still reeling from that <laughs> borderline like culture war. Okay. Um Okay. Wow, cool. Where did so for this week, where did you start from and before getting to the end? So I did I did I did two things. One of them is I got all the pictures. Okay, cool. So, so you saw all the memories. I did see all the memories. I didn't realize which that it, means you get a different ending. Didn't realize that until until I finished it. What is the difference between it? Is it just an additional cutscene, or is it just like 
you know at the very end when Zelda is real for like 30 seconds and then the credits roll? Yeah. She says something different. Yeah, okay. Yeah, cause, As cause, opposed to like, but she, she do talks you, remem- to the do you even remember what it's all about? Something like that. Yeah, like, something like that. Like we saved this place, this wonderful place. And she's like, oh, but you don't remember, do you? Something. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, so, so, so that was one of the things. The other thing is uh, I bought the DLC. Oh. I did. I did. Oh, why was that? Because I actually really wanted the line on the map. <laughs> You wanted the line on the map. It's a really cool line. It's a really cool line. I didn't realize it. It was a timeline line. Yeah. I can do it from the beginning and I can watch my... That's so cool. It's so cool, Why don't games do that? Games have stolen so... Games Games have stolen so much from Breath of the Wild. Why haven't they stolen that? It's amazing, isn't it? I would love that in every game. There's no game I wouldn't love that in. It's so amazing. Also, it's it's like Bluetooth in the Switch retrospective from the first yes. time you booted it up well before the DLC was even announced. How if cool. you buy that, you get it. How fucking cool, right? So cool. Uh, I didn't actually do any of the DLC missions. Um, or I was yeah. I, I started one and then I was like, oh, this is going to take a while. Um, yeah. It, yeah, it's hours of content. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I don't actually know if I've got this in me right now. And so I did some more shrines and I finished up some up. I, I did Tarrytown. I thought that was really cool. Um, nice. Yeah, Tarrytown's a fun... It's one of the bigger side quests. Mm, and it actually doesn't take that long because it's just like the longest thing it takes to do is to have the initial money to start the town. And mm. which... Because it turns out getting three... Like keeping 3,000 rupees at once is actually like kind of difficult. Because I'm like, ooh. The currency system in that game is so fascinating, isn't it? Because yeah. it's like... On the one hand, it takes forever to get rupees. And then on the other hand, you're dealing in amounts of thousands so frequently. Yeah, yeah. It's fascinating. Um, so I did that. And then like the other like the, the, the other time sinking that is just like get, I think all up, it's about 100 logs. Because um, right. in between you getting all the all the villagers to join Tarrytown, you have to, you have to you have continue- like a requisition. Yeah, you have to keep request. giving Hudson more and more logs. I'm like, what the motherfucker? I just gave you 40 logs. You want 50 now? Yeah. Um, so I, I started. Does he get married? He does. And it's to cute. The, to the Gerudo, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's cute. Yeah. And then and then you have to get the other two, like, uh, house builders. Like contractors. Yeah. Like, to come and, like, watch the wedding. Like, that's the final yeah. part of the quest. Um, it's it's very sweet. And, like, and Hudson's so funny because he, he says, like, he says like, oh yeah, like like what's next? And he's like, oh like fifty logs, and oh, I don't think I should tell you this. Although no, he says like I don't think I've told you this, but like I've actually gotten married, and but he says it exactly like a normal conversation would. Yeah, he yeah, doesn't yeah. say like I've got a surprise for you. I'm he's like yeah, I we we, we got married, like we we yeah. fell in love and got married. And I'm like oh, kind of thing you tell someone when you haven't seen them for a few weeks and it's happened and it's old but, news to you, but it is news. But also the kind of thing you tell someone that you like that you're not that close with, like it wasn't like oh my god, Link is here. I'm gonna tell him my amazing news. It's like yeah. oh, Link is here to help me on this job. Yeah, I'll I'll like we're swapping stories. I'll tell him why I want this this next thing. Like they're like colleagues, yeah. Or yeah, they're like, they're, or they like they're co-workers. in the same field, and they like respect each other. Yeah, yeah. It's just like he's Hello just adventurous. Yeah, but it's not even that. It's just like he's just a contractor. Like he's he's yeah. kind of he's just a guy that I've hired, but we've just yeah. been on the same job for a long time that we've developed yeah, a rapport. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah that's what it is. Yeah. 
sort of forced chumminess, like he, he's, enforced chumminess. He's the electrician that has come back for a third time to fix the issue in your house that hasn't been fixed. It's like he's been here before. There's a familiarity. Yeah. And so when then he's like, I need you to try and find uh, an, uh, a wedding, someone who can officiate a wedding. And 50 logs. I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that was all. That was very sweet. That's fun. It's it's cool that the that the Goron could bring his kid. That was neat, and it was also fun because everybody along that quest line that you build up this town, they all are a little bit displaced or a little bit like they they're looking for like another meaning or another purpose in their life. Oh yeah, or they're a little bit like disenfranchised with where they've been. Yeah, they they're, they're all they're all looking for their next little adventure. Um, and yeah. they find it by moving to a new town and building up a little a little community, which is, which is very sweet. So I then went back to um, the the Korok Forest, and I, I put the sword back in the thing, and I start ah, for the master trials. For the master trials, I was like, "Ooh, this is this is cool!" And so I I got through the first chunk of, first chunk of trials pretty easy. Um, at this point, my aiming with the bow and arrow is pretty good. That it, I was like, "Yeah, this yeah. this will be fine." And then I got through the second one, the second chunk of trials. I'm like, oh, like this is this is getting a little bit tricky now. Um, and then I I died because I like I accidentally blew myself up with a bomb. I was like, ah, okay. Had you saved? Had, did 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 you lose progress? Or didn't know that it wasn't going to put me straight back where I was, or even in Korok Village, didn't know that it wasn't going to put me there at all. Wait, so what happened? It put me back maybe forty five minutes. <laughs> Oh my god! Maybe, maybe an hour. Oh no! I didn't know that it wasn't saving my save. I didn't know that. No, I w- why would it not be? I guess it just well, doesn't save in the trial. It and doesn't you didn't save spend in the... enough time outside. Well, oh, it, that's it doesn't critically it, awful. It doesn't save in the trial at all. You have to do the trial from start to finish. You'd think it would save when you exit the trial, though. Why well, I, I didn't exit? Well, I didn't exit the trial. When, just, when you finish it, though, it should save that you did that. I didn't finish the trial. No, you, you did the like first and second sections, right? I I got I got to the end of the second section and I died. Oh, yeah. I think I see what you mean. I because I'm pretty sure you can like you finish it and then you go back in. I'm pretty sure is a thing. Right, because because so like, I thought you were saying you'd finished it and then you went back. No, in. no, 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 no. Like I, okay. I like I was okay. I was I was getting close to finishing it finishing the second part of I it. I thought you were telling me you'd, you'd lost critical progress. No, 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 no. I just, like, I died in the trial and it then yeah. put me back even further away than where I was prior to. And it was also annoying because, like, I didn't have full health when I entered the trial because I assumed they would give me full oh. health, but they don't. That's we, weird. It's one of those Breath of the Wild things where they just, like, they just don't do that little extra little bit for you, um, which in some instances is just annoying that they don't. And realistic it, it should yeah it should right like i'm not saying you need to do that for every shrine but like come on <laughs> like yeah i remember that those those trials they are a slog they are a they're a long run up yeah i fail it you gotta you gotta go again i man. died and then i was on the other side of the world because i was just before i was when i traveled to um yeah the Korok town um and i was like i don't want to do it <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just, I just didn't do it, and I'm like, there were multiple times where I, I failed, and I'm like, man, I'm gonna do something else. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, maybe I'll just, just go kill Ganon. <laughs> yeah. So I stocked up on a bunch of food, um, and got my master. So oh, then that was the other thing. I accidentally stumbled upon the 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 basement of the castle. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Tell me more about that. I killed the the Hinox skeleton. Yeah, like, in like the in like the cage. Very easily. Well, Hinoxes are not easy, to, not hard to kill at all. No. And so I just span around forty times and killed it. Um, and and I got the Zelda, the Legend of Zelda shield. Uh huh. The Hylian shield. So I had that. So easy to miss in that game. Yeah, yeah. I I I know there's another way you can get it as well. I think yeah. you, you can get it from a shopkeeper or something. Um, yeah, I think that's. I think that is one of two though. Well, no, you you can get it back from someone in Tarrytown as well. Okay. So, so you can you can always like that is one of the few items you will always be able to get back, if, even if it breaks. Um, um, other ones being like story critical items. If you like break certain weapons, then you can you can get them back. Um, but yeah, I uh, then was like, all right, I got the Master Sword. I've got the Hylian Shield. Like, it's like let's just let's get do this. it. Let's just do it. Um, so I went and in the there. Music's playing. The music's playing. The music, the music is good. Um, all of all of my friends shot their shot their. Um, I am firing my laser sort my laser fucking lasers from that YouTube video from like <laughs> eighty years ago. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, at the castle, and took Ganon's health down to half. Uh huh. Um, to which my immediate reaction was, mm, "Hope there wasn't a first phase I was supposed to learn." <laughs> <laughs> Because I was like, oh no. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. was like, oh, like what, the second phase is harder than the first and I've skipped the first phase. Am I going to know how to do this? Um, it's funny. I remember doing that as well and being like, yes, cool cutscene," And then like, oh man, this is going to be over really quickly. This isn't going to be much of a challenge. <laughs> it, was, it was weird. It's a weird thing to do. Because you also have to remember that if you don't fight the... Uh, if you don't do the Divine Beasts, if you don't defeat the Blights as the final bosses of each of those, you fight them before the Ganon fight. Oh, do and you? so yeah, you do. If so, if you if you go straight there, you have to fight all four Blights, and then Ganon has full health. So like, it's one thing to remove, so like to damage Ganon's health bar. It's another thing to remove an entire like bunch of sub boss fights as well. So it becomes like like multiplicatively easier the more bosses you take down yeah the hyrule castle is weird because there's like i was expecting i was expecting mini bosses and there are mini bosses but i was expecting like gated off areas by mini bosses and there kind of isn't there are are there so if you walk up the path if you walk up through the front gate through the path yeah. you'll enter like little gatehouses and they spawn lionels in there and that happens like two or three times. Okay, because I, I did I did about two of them, I think. Yes, but that that's that is that. Okay. Right. the The whole deal with Hyrule Castle is that there's like seven different approaches to reach the the throne room. That's its whole shtick. Yeah. Like you can with Zora armor, you can ride up the waterfalls and basically get right there. You can walk up the main path. You can uh, you can just climb. You can find that hidden entrance in the in the bottom you just found. Yeah. Around one of the lakes, there's like a dock with like a shrine in there or a teleport pad or something. And that takes yeah. you in through the, like the kitchen. And then you can go all throughout the interior of the building. Like it's it's quite of an intricately made little mountain. But yeah, no one path is the one path. Yeah. Because of that. Yeah. Um, I know that because before I defeated Ganon. You went everywhere. I did all of the castle. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> um. Yeah, and then I, I killed Ganon. And then I got on my horse and I did it again. Yeah. 
Um, it's good. It's a good final set piece. Like it's brief, but it's fun. Yeah, it, it's not difficult, really. The like the yeah. Ganon fight is also not really that hard. Um, I I found some of the Divine Beast bosses a bit harder. Um, and it's not like I like really lightning one. Yeah, and it's not like I'm like, oh, I really wish it was harder. I just wish it was a bit more. I wish it was a bit more aggressive. Yeah, he kind of hangs out, and there's also weird. Like I expected there to be a bit more, like maybe climb on him and maybe sort of whittle him apart or something. Right. Like, um. Be- because of because the, he was so big. Because he was so big, and also because of the um. Because when he shoots fire out, the ground gets lit on fire, and it creates gusts of air that as gives fire you an does. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna have to use this and get on his head. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah. Oh, okay. It's All a good right. point because you can you can jump on the Lionel's backs and like yeah. stab them a bunch of times. That would be a good point if you could like grab onto his big because he's got like a mane, doesn't he? He's got like a bunch of hair on his head. Yeah. If you like grab his head and just like <laughs> hit and, him in the skull. And on top of that, he's also got guardian additional guardian legs. That yep. when you fight the guardians, you can destroy those legs. Yep. And you don't do that with Ganon. Yeah, he's very guardian-esque, isn't he? Because he's yeah. got like a guardian cannon. Yeah. And, yeah, you can't take um, out his can. You can't like. I wanted to like. I wanted to disassemble him. I think is the thing. Like, I I yeah. love, I love it when when I, I love boss fights where you sort of slowly piece by piece systematically take them apart, and then they get desperate and they get angry and they get vicious and they get faster and their other their other parts maybe get more abilities or they take off a destroyed part of the thing and they fuse it with something else or something and they they become like a unique staged thing. Whereas he yeah. was just kind of like he, he gained like a like an invincibility armor and then it kind of like that was it. Jeremy, you you said that and immediately to mind flooded a bunch of Skyward Sword bosses and other Zelda bosses. Yeah, I was right. like, oh yeah, that's what a Zelda boss is like. <laughs> yeah, right? Like and I was I was just like, I don't know, this not a great boss for like maybe what is like actually like a really good game. Like it yeah. was, and look, it's oh. the it's the like nth degree conclusion of the where is our traditional Zelda design critique. Yeah, I guess like in a way. Yeah, yeah, and look, I I was also, I'm, I've never been a, a massive fan of Ganondorf. I'm 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 a, I'm a pig Ganon man myself, mm-hmm. um, and so I, I I always wanted more of that. Um, and then, and then we got a funny, like, Shadow of the Colossus-esque fight where you're just, like, shooting arrows at the glowing points on him. And, like, that, like, yeah. it looked neat. It didn't, it didn't really do much for me, but, like, yeah, like, as, like, a, like, as a screenshot, looked pretty good. Yeah, um, it's like, oh, the bow of light. Oh, run around. Whoa, these are big lasers. Whoa, I win. win. Yeah. Um, and that was it. And then, and then they totally make you believe that you're going to be able to play a Zelda and they just do not give you that. They totally, like, allude, like, not allude, but they totally frame it in a way of, like, and Zelda's playable. Really? I didn't get that impression at all. Oh, I totally got that from the conversation you have with Zelda and Zelda in her, like, armor again. And the moment of, like, her going, like, well, we got to go to Zora's domain because, like, that's the next thing that we got to do. But there's still plenty of things that we can do in Hyrule. And I fully expected it to be like, and now you play as Luigi. Like I, yeah. I, I, I fully just was like, and like I know that's not the case, but I remember hearing that at the time, going like, oh no, who thought that? And then I'm watching this cutscene where Zelda's like, come on, Link, we gotta go like fix up Hyrule. We gotta like make it like, I was say make it great again. We gotta like, we gotta put it's it. It's been a hundred years. We, yeah, yeah, like we we gotta get back to work. 
and she's in her garb that matches your garb in like a playable part of Hyrule. And she's also like doing the bit of, cause you go through all those, she's got a fascinating story in this game Yeah, of this, like this, this chosen one who couldn't rise up to be, but who's actually quite a good leader in her own like skills and merits and like can yeah. do the like people work. And so she's done her divine duty. She, she pulled it out. She figured it out. And she's like, great, let me get back to the bit I'm really good at. Let me lead the people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think we're going to play as her in the new one, um, which is a shame. Um, I don't think we are either, which breaks my heart. Yeah. Yeah. I also don't know where she is in the new one. Yeah. <laughs> she, get, she, get, she kidnapped again. Is she dead. <laughs> she dead. Um, It'll be, yeah, I, I hope she has some role. Like even... I would not overall be happy with this. I would rather she was just a proper, fully playable character. But even if they give us like an Ashley moment, like we were talking about before, like I, something. I hope I hope they're doing the the Ellie Abby thing, where like that we're only showing you the Ellie side, but you actually play as Abby for half the fucking game. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Look, it it like I think it ended fine. Like it's it's a very like neat ending, as it always is in Zelda. Yeah, for the most part. Um. It's very, very brief. <laughs> yeah, the ending is really quick. Like, I, like she kind of like lands down on the ground. And she's like, nice work, Link. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for playing my game. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Pratt? <laughs> um, is that you? Yeah, but I finished it, which is the most important thing, is that like I got to the credits. Yeah. And I got uh, to the Jeremy. credits... A month and a half away from the new one. Oh, fucking Jeremy. Not even. It's mm. like, it's a month and two days mm. from today. When this podcast comes out on on live feeds, it will be a month exactly. Yeah. Are you ready? Because I'm not. <laughs> I am now. I, I guess so. I, 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 do you, so I have two questions for you. Yes. Uh, one of them, are you concerned that you might have cut it a little too close to Tears of the Kingdom that you might get a little burned out. I don't think so. I think I've got a month to, like, to vibe out doing other stuff. Um, and I also, like, I, it wasn't a long play session. Like, I, I remember, like, I, like I, remember I, I downloaded the DLC and I saw all the new quests and I, I sat through five minutes of Link, Link, <laughs> as it was giving me more and more quests. And yep. it kept on then, like, hey, the quest received. And then it was Link. Yeah. <laughs> and it reminded, it reminded me of um, Bruce <laughs> from like fucking um, uh, the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, uh, what's her name? Um, uh, Liv, Liv Tyler. Tyler. Um, where all she does in that movie is say Bruce's name. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was like getting more and more, like getting getting more and more content, and I was like. And I was like, I wonder, like, can I get the motorbike? And I'm like, ah, no, let's just, like, let's just go. Like, let's just, yeah, let, let's get to the end of this. I will say it's hard. I, I, I honestly don't think I, I can, with Tears of the Kingdom coming out, if, if, if this weren't like a sequel lead in, I might say something different. I would rather, if this weren't a sequel lead in, I would say find the specific shrines. There's like three in like each area you need to do. And that unlocks the like final. Um, they call it divine beast. It's not a divine beast, but it's the best dungeon yeah, in the game. Yeah, the dungeon. Yeah, yeah. And like, um, look, I can always go back and just do that thing. Yeah, it just it. The problem is, it takes 
finding the shrines, which is like twelve different like look at the map puzzles and figure it out. Although you like those, uh, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed those. I I enjoyed doing those for all but one of the the actual ones that they gave me. Yeah, and then there's shrines, so that's cool as well. Um, so yeah, if you do feel like it, I would if you if you were going to engage with any of the DLC in the next month, I would do those twelve shrines and get to that that dungeon because that's the best one. Um. I also, the reason I beat the game now is because I have gone to start Metroid Prime about four times. Yeah. And I couldn't take Zelda out of my Switch until I finished it because of how close uh, I was to the end. That's a good commitment to yourself to uh, make. And I was like, I could beat this. I, well, I could start this game now, but then I'm swapping games out of the same console when realistically I should just finish this one. And then just. And like, it. you don't want to, you don't want to. St- take that much time away from metroid because you will if you if you do take too much time you will forget the the one ice beam door in that location that you need to go back to that is the way forward it, it's one of the things that i've thought about metroid dread being like oh like it's gonna be way harder to go back to it then i'm then that like i'm like i you know part of my brain is like well if i go back to metroid dread do i just restart it and get to where How i far was through were you half Maybe yeah, I, I don't tricky. know. It, it, like it might know. be worth persevering and figuring it out, but you might spend an hour chasing your tail. Yeah. And, and also getting around locations in Metroid Dread is not quick. Um, it takes a while to get from point A to point B. Um, so it might be easier to just to restart the game, get to where I was at faster than, than how long it took me to get there in the first place. Like, as in like, not, it, it's not going to be faster to, to rewrap my head around where I'm at but it'll probably be more enjoyable to go through the front half of that game again and I'll be there faster than I was originally. Yeah. Yeah, it's tricky. So my second question is, mm. are you glad you went back? And oh, yeah. It's secondarily, are you glad you finished it? Look, I, I actually think finishing the game doesn't really mean anything to me. Um, like, I got to the credits and, like, neat, um, but, like, I, I don't, like, when I think it's about not, that game... It's not- yeah, I'm not going to be thinking about like, oh, I got to the end. <laughs> yeah, um, mostly because the fight wasn't that difficult. Like, I didn't die in in at all when fighting Ganon, and I wasn't yeah. ridiculously overpowered. I had, I had one heart that was on the next line. Um, Oof. like that's how many. That's how much health I had. Yeah, um, I had. Uh, yeah, I was I was maxed out. Yeah, like, but like, fighting Ganon was the last thing you did, right? Um, more or less, yeah. Um. And like you know, like I, I had the weapons I needed, and like, look, I, I was also confident going into the fight because I'm like, yeah, like I'm good at this game now. I'll just like, like I'll wing it. How hard could it be? <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, so yeah, like so I, then going back to the game in general, like yes. having having done this whole thing, and like I know you've appreciated it more than you had before, but yeah, coming to the end of it now, do you have any reflection on that? Yeah, revisit. It's it is it is very easy to see why the rest of the 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 RPG space has decided to say we should start making games like this. Um, yeah, one of the things that I that I really have have come to realize about that game was uh, how much of a fondness I have for walking in that game. Yeah, um, I barely use the horse. Like, yeah. like, like genuinely, I think I, I can probably count on one hand how many times I got on a horse. Mm-hmm. Um, one, because I don't think they control that great, but also two, because I think that like part of that game is, is appreciating that world 
you know, the, 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 the getting off the beaten track, all that stuff, exploring different little nooks and crannies and being rewarded for it. Mm. Um, but also the, the ability to, to think back on that world that I have walked through and go like, fuck, like I walked all the way there, huh? Like, you know, like, because you look at all of the big landmarks, the, the four divine beasts being some of the most obvious, especially after mm. they are all firing. Um, tall mountains, um, you know, the, temp- the, the Temple of Time, all that stuff, right? All of the, the, the places that you would say are points of interest in the game. And, and then thinking about it and going like, yeah, like I, like, I didn't, like, I didn't just walk around those areas. Like, I walked there. Yeah, is 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 really quite special. Um, you also, you, it helps you really develop. Like they built the world in a way that's quite good for this as well. But it helps you develop quite the memory of each place. Like each yeah. place has quite a distinctive identity just from the landscape and the yeah. the way it is in the world. Yeah, and it's like it's it's kind of not unlike a Pokemon game in that regard. Like where, like, like when you walk all over the map in a Pokemon game, like you sort of learn, like you know, I won't be able to tell you which route is any route, but when I get onto a route, I'll know roughly where to go when I get on there because I just have played that route before. Yeah, and like roughly which Pokemon you might find. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, like remembering what it was like to walk, like like to to go on the route in Pokemon that's below the highway for example right or like get yep. to a town that i like b- because you're walking around in pokemon and because you can't fast travel to locations that you haven't been to before um uh you understand why point a leads into point b mm. um and and breath of the wild is full of that right it is it is it is completely full of like oh i understand how i got there it is if I wanted to get to the top of this mountain, I'd probably have to go through this area and I might want to go through this area and then I'll walk all the way over there and then I'll walk over there all the way over there. Mm. Um, and there's a reason to continuously do that. You know, you can fast travel around fucking plenty of locations in Breath of the Wild, but you still have a reason to walk there and I will find myself stumbling upon shrines that I've already been to because I enjoyed the actual traversing in the game. Yeah, that's um, cool. And even if, like, say before I before I had that um, that line on the map telling me where I've gone, what I would often do is I'd, I'd try and, like, look around for shrines and be like, okay, if I was a shrine, where would I be? And I would yeah. look at, a, look at a, a location that, I, that I've only very rarely been through. And I'm like, okay, like, let's look, let's look at this location. Where is one probably? Yeah. And I'll try and make my way around there and I'll stumble upon one that I've already got. Maybe the one I've only got in this region. I'd be like, of course there's one here. <laughs> like, <Right. laughs> like, of course, like, of course there's one here. Yeah. I knew it was there. Yeah. And then from there, I'll then spin out another, another, another structure in my spider web. And be like, well, maybe there's one over here and I'll follow this river and I'll go over this mountain and I'll go through this cave and I'll, and I'll go through this, this little, um, uh, uh Coblin Fort, yeah, and I'll come out of it somewhere else that I've already been 
Be like, oh, yeah. okay, these locations. You didn't find a shrine, but no, but like, but but I but I then suddenly was able to place myself again without having to look at the map. I was like, oh, yeah. okay. Then if I want to go back here, I can go here. It's really really good at that because it forces you to engage with the language of the world, mm. and that language is really well. Like it, 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 it's, it's. There's a really strong sense of, um. There's a really strong, really strong sense of place in all of the places. One hundred percent. Which is so hard to emulate. Yeah, and it's the kind of thing that like you don't see in Legends Arceus, for example. Yeah. Like it's evoking the Breath of the Wild art style, but the world isn't generated with that same level of care. It, it evokes similarities to the world that you might have seen in the Gen 4 games with the lakes and the location names. And it and it honors what it's meant to be vaguely. But yeah, There's the no way... The, exactly. The way the terrain is generated is far less unique and purposeful compared to... Yeah, like... I will recognize certain hills in Breath of the Wild, like as well as ruins and villages and mm. and waterfalls and like oh this this crevasse here this is where I met the the red dragon for the first time and I know there's also a shrine over here that you unlock with like a shadow puzzle, like or or maybe that one was the lightning one actually, and and it's and if I go to the north south east from here um, I'll, I'll find the the that mushroomy plains area like that's right near the and on the other side of the retail like i can there is such an identity to the breath of the wild hyrule it's it's very impressive and and on top of that as well they also they, they force you to engage with uh, with the actual like the character that is the land that you are walking through right it is like the the way you mark stuff on the map is you look around with your eyes and you drop a marker over there and say like I'm gonna yeah. head over there and then you know you've got these tall towers that you can survey across and it is not about looking at where I want to like it is about finding finding something that is interesting over there and then just making your way over there. Mm-hmm. Um, it is about leaving the little stamps on the map and coming back to a stamp and go like, why did I initially leave this here? And I was like, oh, because there's a fucking mm. Lionel here or because there's a Korok puzzle that I couldn't quite figure out, but I want to come back yeah. to it, right? And it's, everything is everything is placed and and cared for in a way that is, that allows you to be, um, allows you to have those quiet moments to think about mm. why things are that way. Where like uh, not a lot of games like Breath of the Wild or not a lot of open world games also like do. Um, like, have you ever played a Far Cry game and went, I understand why there's a fort here. It's no. like no, like there's a fort here. It because, just is there yeah. because they want seventeen in this region and yep. there's they're equidistant and that's how it works. Yes, yeah. Um, you know, Assassin's Creed. The later ones are a little bit different because they are more based on like actual locations because they just decided to what if we just wholesale copy pasted countries into these games? But yeah. like, but there's also honestly not a bad way to do it. Not a bad way, and I think honestly probably better than than some of the later ones uh, prior, which was like a little bit more like like we're just gonna jam in a whole lot of stuff. Like it's not gonna really have any rhyme or reason, but you're gonna be able to explore what looks like Florence, and that's cool enough. Um, yeah. The, the and you know this is 
Welcome to the me part of this. The other game that I think does what Breath of the Wild does really well is Death Stranding, where I actually like have like a really strong sense of that world and being able to yeah. walk through everything felt really purposely put there. Yeah. Um, and you can recall what you did in that section when you lost that package or when you built that bridge or when you made that your trek with that vehicle. The world in, in Death Stranding is fucking big and it feels way bigger than it does in breath of the wild mostly because you are smaller in in death stranding Mm. um and you don't have nearly as much ability to climb um or glide or fly right yeah (laughs) hyrule is definitely accessible yes yeah to you yeah um Mm. and but like i can in my brain draw a line across the entire first chapter of, of Death Stranding. Well, I, that's because you played it three times. I, I never finished it three times. I got halfway through the first chapter, like, twice. The third time I got there and I got through it, like, I can I can draw that whole line and all the way through into that, like, that third open world area. Like, I can see that line in my brain. <laughs> um, the strands, if you will. Um <laughs> Uh, they they do that really well. It's it's kind of like the first time you chart a world in in outer world and outer wilds, right? Like you 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 get it, right? Yes. Like you start to put together, and then when you, when those mazes open up to another maze that you've been to, but you didn't know that those two mazes connect, and you're like, ah, oh, fuck! Like like Brutal Hollow yeah. does that a lot. Um. As, as do the Ash Twins. Like, there's like a, oh, fucking, I come out here, I can do that. I've been here. If I get here at the start of the cycle, then I'll be able to go down there next time. Yeah. 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 Um, Exploration games, man. Yeah, but but also, like, quiet exploration games, specifically. One, ones that allow you to do that. Yeah. You know, because you have to have a sense of trust in the player. Yes. But you also need to have a sense of trust in your own direction and design that that they yeah, won't just um, mechanics. Yeah, that that the player will not be put off by this, um, or 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 will will uh, will figure out the answer. I've been playing Horizon Forbidden West this week, uh, a good bit. I've done two or three big main missions this week, uh, just sort of mainlining it. Getting close to the end, the, at PlayStation has added this new progression percentage thing down the bottom. I don't know if you noticed that. And the game, the game says I'm like seventy percent of the way through the game. So like, oh, okay, cool. I actually don't know the last time I turned on my PlayStation. Right, because that's yeah. not the Zelda or Resident Evil machine. No. <laughs> uh, so, so I've been doing that, and I've been thinking as I've been mainlining it, as opposed to what I did, which got me not finishing. Um, uh, fucking Zero Dawn, uh, which was playing it like Breath of the Wild because I played Breath of the Wild first before playing Horizon, which was, oh, I'm in this world. Let me walk around and find all the things. And you kind of walk around and there's so much to do, but also nothing to do in Horizon. It's like, oh, yeah. that you could discover the, the, the Bristleback site over there or the Claw Strider site over there or the Charger site over there. It's like, yeah, you could, but it doesn't do literally anything for you. Yeah. So, so then it becomes, all right, well, maybe zoom out of it. Maybe you want to go to all the campfires. And it's like, well, that also doesn't get anything for you except more convenient fast travel. Like, you don't, you don't get a resource like you do in Breath of the Wild when you find a shrine. 
you just find a new fast travel location. So then it's like, okay, well then let's zoom out a bit more, I guess. And do you think, what else do I really need to do here? So it, it, I just feel like there's no point in me running around. There's also no point in me running around without a strut, without a chart, without a mount, because if I walk, the only reward I get is just, well, it's very pretty, but also like, it just takes longer to do everything. I don't get rewarded by being able to notice that, oh, that one small thing over there that I would have missed because it's all on my little compass radar anyway, whatever's noteworthy. Yep. Like, it's just time to go forward to the thing. And if you get distracted, then great. And if that burns you out, then that's more of a design thing. But like, Horizon is not an exploration game. No. No, and I think I think... It it is it is also again too busy. I think that the second one does a much, does a much better job at like there probably would be a camp here, or like like there's a reason that that this town has got a culture in the way that it does, and it is because the yeah. resources that are next to it are at least um, related to what they could have interpreted as God or whatever, right? Like, and I think yeah. they, they do some of that stuff well. Um, For sure. But yeah, you're not like you're not discovering anything in that game. No, no. Despite it being the Forbidden West, it's funny. Like you get there, and it's immediately like, well, here's here's the new clan who you didn't know before, and they know everything about this area. Yeah, the the one it, the one time in that game, I think that you do do some level some genuine discovery is when you go into Vegas and you go into that that whole underground section. Um, yeah, especially because when you're underwater, you have no combat and you have to stealth. There is a, a decent amount of that. I and, thought that was an interesting wrinkle. Mm, yeah, and then like th- there's there's a there's a chunk after that which is a, a bit more optional, um, which allows you to do a, a a lot more exploring and and understanding. Um, but again, you are exploring like structures. Yeah, and not points of interest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you are you are in a space. Like you are in an, yeah. an, an enclosed area to to explore. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Man, we are getting a sequel to Breath of the Wild in a month. I am getting even more worried about it. I'm not getting more worried about it. I mean, last week was the week where we looked at the trailer after the stream, right? Or yeah. after the episode. Yeah, like we spoke about it in but that like, like... More worried in terms of I thought about it more. Oh, okay. All right. The... The upstairs area, the the, yeah. the the floating islands, sky islands they called them, not skylands. Is that going to have the issue that we just spoke about? What where each one is kind of forgettable and well, like it, it's like you disjointed. Know, a bit more. Why is this put here? It's it's just a point of interest. It's floating. It's kind of like it's kind of um, uh, what what's the word? It is it is purpose agnostic. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, it will have a different purpose, right? It will serve a purpose that you cannot find on the oh, like I'm not on talking, the ground floor. But like, yeah, but I, I mean, as in, in terms of the language of the world. I, mm, I mean, if anyone's going to do it, they will. Uh, and like, you know, I, I do, I can think of interesting areas in that demo already. You know, there's that cave that goes up that you can go through and it goes to like a snow area or there's that like little bay that they make the boat go across to the other enemy camp. Like that's, that's interesting. That's interesting, well designed. But the why? The why? Why is it, I mean, why is it 
where it is. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. They have a massive hill to climb. Yeah, they do. To not only like r- like catch that lightning in a bottle, but also to honor what came before by literally including the same Hyrule map in the game. Not make it boring, so they've got to change it up. But also bring in something new so that people aren't just like, oh, it's just the same area again. Like, like I, I tried to go back to Breath of the Wild and I just don't enjoy it as much because I'm exploring areas I've already explored. And it turns out that was one of my greatest joys of that game. It wasn't the, wasn't necessarily the combat or the shrine puzzles. They're okay. They're fine. They're, they're, they're good. Mm. But that wasn't what I wanted to enjoy. When I go back, I can't have that sense of discovery again because they made everything so memorable with how I explored it. So how they replicate that feeling with the same map is going to be very fascinating. If they can. <laughs> yeah. 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 It, it does seem like too tall in order at times, doesn't it? <laughs> A bit, yeah. We'll see yeah. how they go. I think it's going to be hardest, most of all, to like <laughs> critically analyze it. What is in like separate to Breath of the Wild or like including where it's come from or Yeah, all of that. Like how yeah. how is anyone I mean, you know, like obviously you do your job, but like how are you gonna be like Oh they made another one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll it'll be interesting. Mm. I um I I mean I hope it works, obviously. I hope every game succeeds in what it tries to do. But I, I want that for me as well, selfishly. There's not many times where I'm like, oh man, I hope they make me feel the way I want them to. Like, <laughs> it's not many times where I where I let the hype get me, I guess. Are you gonna be able to I'm just, I'm just looking at my um look at my diary at the moment? You're gonna be able to do that game. Ten, oh fuck, ten, don't even talk to me about the next two months. No, dude, actually, but t- ten days after Redfall. <laughs> 10 days after Red... Oh, I'll, I'll be happy to jump off Redfall, I reckon. I don't think I'll keep me for long. It's an arcane game. Um, no offense, arcane. I just don't stick with them. Um, but yeah, what is it? We've got the Horizon DLC this month. Star Wars is coming. Oh, it's the Horizon DLC this month. Yeah, sure is. It's yeah, in yeah. one or two weeks. Um, uh, uh, I'm, 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 say... Yeah, because yeah, cause Star Wars is, is, is just under two weeks before Zelda. Dead Island must be next week then. Uh, Dead Island is next Friday. Yes. Oh, um, yeah, because we're the 10th at the moment. Dead Island 2 is the 21st. Minecraft yep. Legend is the 18th. Okay. Star Wars Jedi Survivor is the 28th. Horizon. And then Zelda is the 12th. Shores. W- what's annoying for me is Star Wars comes 19th. out. 19th for Horizon. Right. Uh, Star Wars comes out the 28th, which is also DreamHack, which is going to be like a real killer. Oof. Yeah, that's hard. Because it's DreamHack is three days and Star Wars comes out the 28th, which is the yep. first of the three days, which is like really annoying. I mean, not in annoying, but just like, yeah. Um, so I don't know how much I'm going to be able to play. I'll see how I go. Um, and then after that, there's more stuff in May and then there's Street Fighter Six. Yeah, I've, I've I've got that in here as well. Street Fighter Six in June. Yeah, um, like yeah. three days before Diablo, I think. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, and then Final Fantasy Sixteen at the end of June. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have something announced in between then and then, um, and then maybe something small and fun. Pikmin Four, but that in like July. grabs people. 
There's room. There's li- well, I was going to say there's room in May, but people might just stay clear of Zelda. Uh, pardon me, but there's room in June as well. I reckon we'll see Silk Song around then. Silk Song, that'd be a good hit. I still think good it'll hit. shadow drop. That would be a really good uh, hit for people who don't want an action RPG like Diablo yeah. <laughs> or a fighting game like Street Fighter. If they put that dab smack in the middle of June, that'd be cool. Oh, fuck, that Street Fighter looks good. It does look good. Fuck, I'm like, oh. I, I told somebody in the Discord today, it's like, oh man, I'm scared of Street Fighter. If someone asks me to work on that, I might lose my job because of how bad at the, those games I am. Oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm really excited for it. I thought you might be because I was remembering how into Mortal Kombat you were when 11 came out. Um, even just giving it a go, like happy just like dabbling. Mm. Uh, I Street Fighter is definitely looking like a fun one to dabble in. Yeah, like and like I played it at PAX last year, and I'm like, oh, like I don't. Oh, did you? Yeah, and I was like, I don't even like I don't even go here, but like I know this is good. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm fascinated how these simple controls work because like I find the uh, I find the you know the quarter circles and all of that precision joystick movement a bit finicky, mm. but uh, yeah. Um, we are like way long. But I just need to externalize this somewhere. <laughs> okay. Okay. And I'll oh, be I, I know what this is. On, on, on Sunday morning, yesterday morning, I uh, got up to help Sam with the cats. We're, we're, we're dealing with, a, with, a, with some new cats in the house because of extenuous circumstances. And it was nice when we had pets and whatever, and Sam was doing some of the trays, and I was making sure they were warm and whatever. I brought my 3DS with me in case I got stuck, right? And I've been playing a lot more Platinum this week. Uh, And I've had a big, like, a lot of days off this week. So I've had a really good time with Platinum. And I put it in my jacket pocket, sat on the thing and sat there for ages. And when I stood up, my 3DS fell out of my jacket pocket. And I watched it hit the ground, bounce, carpet, and then land what ended up being battery side first into these cats' water bowls. And I pull it out and I start drying it on like the sheets of the bed. And I'm like, oh my God, what the fuck? And I turn it off as fast as I can and I unscrew it and I find the battery was the side that went in and I undo it and I put it in rice. And then my friend Ollie is like, hey, that's useless. So I was like, oh shit. So what I will say, it going in battery side first, probably a better thing. Well, the battery yeah, being I underwater like is better than it issue. going into like the side with the processor and the. Well, and well, the um, that, that's the thing. You don't. You don't Batteries can be underwater. It's the, yeah. the it's you don't want a short. That's the thing. The, the the thing that gets me is that it was running. So I turned it off as fast as I could, but like basically, it, basically it, it, nothing's nothing's broken, but the the whole thing, right? I've got this repair kit. And so I said I was just saying to myself, it's fine. I can crack this thing open. As soon as I get it open, I can dry it all out and then it won't corrode and I'll put it back together and it'll all be fine. There are eight screws on the bottom of this thing, and two of them have stripped under my screwdrivers. And and, and one of them I I didn't know realize this was happening until it was too late. And I was like, oh shit, where well, I'm in this spot again. But then the other one, I knew the possibility might, might be there, and it's still stripped under my screwdriver. I'm absolutely fucking livid that those screws did this. And I'm so upset. This like 3DS that's had new life for me that I've spent dozens of hours with over the last few weeks and now I'm petrified to turn it on 
because I don't want there to be an errant. Every time I like pry the case open a little bit, because I've got some screws out of it, but not all of them, a little bit more water falls out of the A, B, X, and Y buttons. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> I can't turn this thing on. But no, you gotta I, wait. I know. So what I, what I ended up doing, I've got a Tupperware container that had like a rubber seal around it. And I fished out as many desiccant silica gel packages I could from spare boxes of tech that I, that I own. I keep my boxes, bunch of turtle beach headphones that I don't use anymore. Cause they all broke. They had uh two packs each in them. They were great. Uh, these headphones, these had a pack of silica gel in them, uh, in their box. So they're, they're in an airtight container with the silica gel. I'm leaving them be. The plan is to maybe get a rotary tool, like a Dremel. <laughs> And cut a, a cross line through the screw so that it's a, a bigger flathead opening and try and get it with a bit more purchase. I, I would I actually did try your rubber band trick and it didn't work many, many times. I, I would recommend actually screwing the screw until like breaking the screw until you get all the way through it. Yeah, I it's. Because at, at least basically you, what's next. Yeah, because like a Dremel is like a little bit scarier. Yeah, it's a bit like if I slip, then I like break the whole case. Yeah, you, you know, you know where a screw is. You know, a screw is screwing into a place where a screw belongs. You're not going to yeah. accidentally fuck something else. Some fuck something else up. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there's no there's no point here. It's just I I'm, I've been very sad about this the last couple of days. <laughs> there is another option that is a, a bit harder to get going. Okay, but if you if you manage to glue, yeah, I've Sam mentioned this as well. Like if you get like a a good piece of wood or metal or something and glue it onto the screw, and then you screw the super glued piece that you can reach out, and it pulls the screw with it. I could try that. The problem with that is if I accidentally glue it to the chassis, then it's stuck there. Or it might break the chassis. Well, no, because like, um, super glue is very easy because you can just get like like dissolvents for glue. You can like there's like you can just get like the. The problem is because this is a 3ds. These screws are minuscule, and the areas around them are minuscule. There's just not that much room for fine control, which is again another maybe hair raising. Uh, thought when you include the idea of a rotary tool or a drill yeah. but um yeah it's it's been a very disappointing couple of days <laughs> yeah yeah and we're funny. having all this neighborhood cat trouble with like a family next door of cats that we just discovered and so we need to get rid of them like not, not like kill like with trap and take them to the shelter but like yeah i was like we were like stressed about that from the previous night and i was like man i just want to play pokemon all day and like chill out and instead i just failed to fix my 3ds all day instead so frustrating so upsetting yeah yeah that's not fun at all no not really so that's my that's my brief little interlude uh we're gonna go now because it's been nearly two and a half hours jeremy what the hell were we doing tonight oh, i spoke a lot about star wars we did speak a lot about star wars this just would have been a two-hour podcast without our 20 minutes of star wars at the front yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, well, if you made it all the way to the end, or even if you just listened to a single part of it, thank you so much for listening, everybody. Uh, this has been a good show, I reckon. This has been one of my favorites. This has been a good one in a while. It's nice when we just have a, a topic we can talk on. Mm. I like talking about games, you know? <laughs> good. <laughs> Turns out this is a, a, a podcast about video games. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, yeah, make sure to listen to next week's episode where we are going to be doing another one of our retrospective game of the year lists. We're going to be looking at the year 2015, eight years ago, uh, a year that uh, when it came to some some outlets, not many, but some outlets just decided to not give a game of the year because there were so many top contenders for that year. <laughs> uh or like maybe there was, there was a lot of draws in the, the second and third place podium. Uh, 2015 is a big year. Uh, so look forward to that for next week. The best way to make sure you don't miss that episode is to follow all of our socials. Uh, for Minimap, that is at MinimapAU. Uh, you can find all uh, both of us individually on Twitter as well. Jeremy, where can they find you? Uh, at obi one You can find me at KJPalmer underscore 24. You can also find the... Uh, minimap discord on our website there's a discord logo at the top of the page that takes you there you get going live notifications there um if you want to know when we go live next week um you can also head to that website for everything else minimap related uh, including the mini disc podcast uh the latest articles that we've been writing for those of you live with us on twitch stick around we're about to start the post show i'd wager it might be a little shorter than normal just because we've gone quite long but you know we'll, we'll still be here and uh for those of you listening later Make sure, make sure to give us those oh-so-tasty five-star ratings. It helps us out a lot. Uh, consider joining us next week if you're around. And lastly, you can also support us on Patreon if you want to help keep the lights and mics on. You can do that by heading on over to patreon.com slash minimapau and for five Australian dollars, which is probably not worth very much at the moment, um, you will get 25 hours of early access, 24 hours of early access for all episodes of the Minimapcast, as well as some more benefits all while helping us out greatly. Uh, but yeah thanks so much everyone for listening we'll be back next week I, I have no idea what we'll be playing but we'll be back then have a good week I, I have no idea either <laughs> <laughs>